Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> President's daughter Ivanka Trump is facing intense backlash for something that she posted on Twitter. It's a photo of her embracing her two-year-old son. What's the timing of this tweet amid scrutiny of the administration's policies letting the government separate children from their parents at the border? Ivanka Trump, who works at the White House, chose to post the second most oblivious tweet we've seen this week. You know, Ivanka, that's a beautiful photo of you and your child, but do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless cunt. You are fake news. Very fake news. I can't believe that someone will have so much, like, hate in their heart. Gag free whoever he is. I agree with that. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Uh... It was the week that offended everybody, yeah. I think. Uh, first, we had Roseanne's late-night Ambien tweeting about um, Valerie Jarrett's starring role in the uh, Planet of the Apes reboot. Oh, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> and then Samantha B said, hey, hold my wine cooler because I'm going to top her. Yeah. I'm going to go on my show on what was this Wednesday night? I forget which night it was, but I'm going to go on my show. And I'm going to call Ivanka Trump a cunt for the crime of posting a picture of her and her daughter on Twitter. Uh, and now it seems everybody is fine, fighting over the perceived double standard and who ought to be fired or not. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a great chance to step back and really try to establish objective standards for ourselves. I had to think a lot about where I stand on these things and how I want to hold people accountable or not on these issues. So I think we'll have another, it's, I think it's going to descend into another discussion between you and I about, uh, is it going to be my principles or is it going to be <laughs> vengeance fighting fire with fire, you know, and winning and winning. So, uh, so yeah, so we'll, we'll sort that out all that. Plus, um, remember, uh, incel Jesus from last week. Oh, I do. Uh, cleverly named by one chatter in our chat. I was informed after the fact incel Rasputin. <laughs> I liked that one a little bit better. The 30 year old guy who was kicked out of his house by his parents and lost yeah. the court battle and had to leave. He, uh, he was basically saved by Alex Jones this week. Yeah. It, it, the interview was really interesting. Alex Jones brought him into the Infowars studios, talked to him for about an hour, gave him three grand to, to get out of his parents' house. And he left. This is, there's a little bit, although the, the actual leaving from the home was, uh, even that had a little bit of conflict to it. So, so we'll discuss that. But, um, but interesting, interesting move by Alex Jones on this one. A lot to, a lot to talk about there. He, there was a, um, 
A violent arrest of a woman on a New Jersey beach that sparked controversy, but yeah. um, then the body cam footage comes out, and there's more to the story. I don't know if it's entirely clear-cut, but there's definitely more than was circulating on Twitter. When where... is it okay to punch a woman? <laughs> How about after she hits you first? I mean, that's, that's, that's one case where it might be all right. But we'll, we'll discuss. Uh, and there's a lot of good news on the policy front. The, this right to try bill that mm-hmm. passed, uh, the president signed. The North Korea talks are back on, it sounds like. Yeah. And, um, or not, maybe. I didn't read that much about it. You did. No, I mean, they are, but I'm just skeptical. I don't, I don't think this is going to happen. I don't think it was mm. ever really going to happen. But we'll see. Mm. We'll see. Well, and I, in any case, the, the jobs numbers are fantastic as well. Great uh, made jobs numbers. Uh, but... Nancy Pelosi has to shit all over them because she's out to lose a totally no. winnable election. And that is her priority number one. So we'll, we'll get through all that. We'll call it a show. We will take super chats in between topics. We read 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because, of course, we are no good low-down money grabbers. We were at the policy, but we got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It's going to be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beauty and the beta at gmail.com. If you'd like to take the show on the go, listen to it on the audio formats. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked in the description for you. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. Got some artwork that, I, that we I missed saw. out on last week because I, I was behind on my emails on the, over the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, <laughs> Frank Underwood has a depiction of, I guess, what's going to happen if anyone tries to rob me now, thanks to Emily. Now, why is he black? I was going to say, t- t- I don't know. You'll have to ask Frank Underwood, all right? I'm not trying to push any narrative here. I just show the artwork they Denounce, send me. disavow, I disavow. <laughs> if someone comes up to me and says, give me your money... I'm going to say, ah, nah, I, I, that's all right. I don't think I'll do that. He said, oh, I bet you don't even have one in the chamber. And I said, ooh, I always have one in the chamber. Bang, bang for Emily. If you listen to the call-in show, Emily is the one who convinced me to stop being such a bitch and carry one in the chamber. So yeah. it's always one in the chamber for Emily from now on. A couple from uh, Travis Valle. These are funny. Yeah, this is you uh, catapulting Nancy Pelosi over the wall. But why is Nancy Pelosi a cow? I don't know. Let me know in the live chat. Or was maybe that a rhetorical a, question and you know the answer to that? I don't actually know the answer. I, I was looking maybe, at that and I was like, I, I get why I'm catapulting Nancy Pelosi, but the cow thing. Maybe Travis will explain to us after. <laughs> He's got another one though. I, if, I, this was a, it actually turned out that this image was like better for this week, even though I am not partaking in the battle. It's me fighting the creature from the Estrogen Lagoon, otherwise known as Jared Holt. It's a Monty Python reference. Ah, ah well, that's, that's why. why we didn't know. <laughs> I certainly don't. I don't watch movies, but I certainly don't watch English productions. I haven't seen it that's, since I was a kid, so I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not up, hip to the references. So, uh, so this is me battling the creature from the Estrogen Lagoon. But this week, it's not me doing that. It's it's everybody involved in this doxing controversy with the Huffington Post and Amy, I forget her name, Meckleberg. Right. So, and Jared Holt has inserted himself into this. I don't have a keen understanding of what's going on, but if you are interested in that, it's I was, your I was, soylent grin. You're attacking him with a knife. Right. I'm out soy grinning him. <laughs> For oh, the record, sure. that image was taken because Blonde needed a demonstration of the Soylent it's Grin true, on air. It's true, because I didn't know what it was. And yeah, so I had to demonstrate it. Did. That is not a natural 
It did come really naturally to you. It's it's all right. Fair enough. Anyway, if you're interested in hearing uh, someone talk about that, I was listening to Styx talk about this before we went live. So uh, head over to Styx's channel if you want uh, some ins and outs on what's going on with the the doxing war of 2018. Jared Holt being doxed. Yeah. Uh, I disavow. And then, of course, we have... um, uh, the the guy who's been sending us artwork, alternate reality art, <laughs> almost every week. Very, very good. This one, I got to say, I think this one is the most clever. I think it's been, clever too, yeah, yeah. There have been some that have been like jaw-dropping and shocking. This one's just very clever. This is apparently you taking a look at me after having a dose of Ambien. And suddenly I become a Planet of the Apes <laughs> character. It's very timely, very... That's, that's good. I like that. It's good. Good job, Rich. Yeah. So, uh, I do have a few brief interesting stories before we dive into the uh, the bulky story of uh, of everyone being offended by everything this week i know what's coming you have to tear me down in the beginning <laughs> of the show and then build me back up that's what's gonna happen that's true I, I i need um i don't know how these things get my attention they just do it's like everybody out there links me to um to lactatia watch basically but this <laughs> this got my attention on twitter of course lactatia being one of the that's crazy that i have to say it one of the several uh, like uh, under 10 year old drag queens that we have competing uh. enabled by their degenerate moms. Now Lactatia has been featured by this house of man, LGBT lingerie company before great. in this That's Brandon great. Hilton. This is not the first time he's featured Lactatia on his Twitter accounts. And, and this week he posts an image of nine year old drag superstar Lactatia at Drew Paul's, uh, uh, Drew Paul's RuPaul's drag con. <laughs> With a message for her haters, wearing an infamous sequin onesie from the House of Man, the lingerie company. Sequin onesie for a nine-year-old LGBT, from a nine-year-old, for a nine-year-old, from an LGBT lingerie company. Lactatia holding an eat-a-dick balloon. That's for just, that's great. Her haters. And I'm a little bit confused. When they say her, is that common in the drag community? When you're in drag, you, you go by female pronouns or is that this is some trans thing no it's a drag thing okay yeah they all have like really flamboyant names not sexual at all of course that's what they say not sexualized at all it's just a nine-year-old in in some sequin lingerie saying eat a dick now lactatia does have a father we saw him looking downtrodden in a jean vest next to his fat feminist wife that uh, is correct, yes. Desmond, on the other hand, appears to be the product of a single mother. At least we've never seen the dad yeah. that I recall. This is child abuse. This is really upsetting. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. These kids are circuiting nightclubs, where everybody, gay nightclubs, where everybody's drunk. Like, they're going to get raped. Like, what do they want? Do they want these 10-year-olds to be victims of sexual abuse? Is that, is that what these parents want? I don't know. I don't know. We keep being told, keep being told by these people. It's not sexual at all. Not nothing to see sexually here. It's just, did you see Desmond walking down the street at the gay pride parade with moving his little butt? Like what, (laughs) how is this not sexualizing children? It totally, it looked like it was coached up. You're right. Like it doesn't look like the natural movement of a single mother. That's what happened here. Yeah. (sighs) So lactation watch continues. Uh, I, I don't know who to alert in terms of the authorities to watch this Brandon Hilton account, but there have been several of these instances with lactation. I just keep an eye on it. Maybe CPS, whoever's supposed to be doing that. They'll get some sort of be Canadian great. award. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. 
Uh, I got some. Did you did you did you see this <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings the the tweets? I think I sent you a yeah. screenshot of one when it happened because I was sitting here editing a tweets. video, and all of a sudden I I don't follow Buffalo Wild Wings. I should because I quite enjoy their food uh, frequently, and. Um, mm-hmm. And I, so everybody's tweeting about this on Friday night as I'm editing a video and I, I see tweets circulating from Buffalo Wild Wings that say things like, uh, effing N words, I hate them. <laughs> and like, there's, what are the tweets that are, there's images in here? Um, yes, there's a, there's uh you know, it's the guy giving secret recipes to Buffalo Wild Wings sauces, which include select bodily fluids. Um, a reminder that Wendy's touches kids. <laughs> Effing N-words, I hate them. And then this one, this is the one that became consequential. Remember that Tariq Nasheed is a racist coon. Yeah. CX in the chat, boys. That's too advanced for me. What is CX in the chat? Oh, I don't know. What uh, hopefully, maybe our chat can clear us up on that. It just says CX in the chat. I don't know. And it's, it's a reference to something that's beyond me. But anyway, a reminder that Tariq Nasheed is a racist coon, says Buffalo Wild Wings account, because it was hacked by somebody. Now, it's a really unfortunate hack. But it somebody from Poll did this. <laughs> I guarantee. It seems like they're pretty keen on the internet culture. Whoever was doing this. Uh, now, um, uh, um, Tariq comes back, and Tariq is is upset by this. Tariq says, "I don't know if they were hacked or not, because Tariq thinks this might be real. These might be real Buffalo Wild Wings tweets. I don't know if they were hacked or not, but I'm still waiting on Buffalo Wild Wings to issue me an apology for this tweet about me. So far, they have been pretty quiet." And he shows the image. The reminder that Tariq Nasheed is a racist coon. (laughs) (laughs) And then he comes back a little while later and says, finally, Buffalo Wild Wings verified that they were hacked, but I still have a bunch of white supremacists harassing me because of the tweet from the Buffalo Wild Wings account. I'm willing to settle out of court for an 80 piece order of lemon pepper wings and some curly fries. And Buffalo Wild Wings responds and says, we got you and can do better than an 80 piece DM us for the details. Oh, Why yeah. does Tariq Nasheed deserve anything? Why is Buffalo Wild Wings... They're going to send him to free college at Arizona State. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. After consulting with Starbucks, perhaps. Um, again, last week we had, you know, Rachel Dolezal. I haven't written any jokes, but, you know, if you want to write jokes about a race-baiting black man being bought off by fried chicken, go ahead. It's go really ahead. Easy. I'm, I'm not going to stop you. I'm not... I, <laughs> Uh, but Ooh. I disavow them. I disavow them for the record. I, but that was my, I, I, I was waiting for Buffalo Wild Wings to, to say, you know, we'll throw in the purple drink and the, and the, <laughs> we'll throw in the purple drink and the watermelon too, or something like that. It, it's, it's ridiculous. The whole How thing are these is things coming out of your mouth? I, I disavow them. I'm just saying Buffalo just Wild Wings saying. is the one doing them. You know, Jared no, Holt I, is watching. Yeah. Well, Jared Holt is soon to be assassinated. Apparently, I know. Right? So, which I also disavow. I disavow that too. Anyway. I don't know. Okay. Moving on. I'll still, and I still like Buffalo Wild Wings. I just, they, they should have, they should have told Tariq Nasheed to get fucked though. I would have <laughs> preferred that. This story, this, uh, this clip, I should say, uh, let me pull it up here first because you, your first response was, did this guy live? I couldn't believe he lived. Um, we shouldn't wait. Should I just play it or should I explain what's going on? We should. This is okay. This is after a high speed chase with the police. I don't know what he did. He was a, he stole the car. He stole a car else. in Brazil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So here's the description. Should I just read it? Prepare people for yeah. this. It's actually nothing shocking. The shocking thing is everybody's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so 
This is the description from the Daily Mail. This is the shocking moment a car thief leading police on a high-speed chase crashes, sending their passenger somersaulting through the air in uh, Ponta Grossa uh, in the Brazilian state of Parana. Local media report that police had been in pursuit of the stolen car for just one mile before the car, uh, the car was thrown into the air. The passenger is currently under observation in a local hospital. He will be taken out, or he will be taken to a uh, taken to give a statement to investigators when he is discharged. According to the reports, the driver suffered only minor injuries and was arrested for receiving stolen goods, dangerous driving, and disobedience. So, Incredible. just keep an eye on the guy in the red here. Just watch, uh, watch that body. My dog. My dog is driving me nuts. Tell Musket to cool it. Or is it Caesar? Caesar. Oh, all right. Let's, let's take a look at this. (laughs) Just flying onto the roof like a rag doll. And then he falls off clearly. And then some other guy is like, what the hell's going on? Kind of peeping out. And then guy in the red pops right back out and is walking around fine. Like, whoa, dude, what the hell just happened? If you want to see it once more, roll the car, just straight ejected out, out the door, at least I assume, onto the roof. It's probably better that he landed on the roof. It looks like he landed on the roof, rolled, and fell off the roof. Yeah, dude. You think if he would die if he landed on the ground? Or, I, I, I don't know, like what if he hit one of the fences or the tree? Or How uh, is that guy alive? What an incredible could, stroke of luck that he survived that. Yeah. Speaking of incredible strokes of luck, the other story here too. You suck. Um, an off-duty FBI agent um, accidentally shot a man in the leg early Saturday. Out, and I don't know if this so is in Denver or near Denver. This is at a place called Mile High Spirits. He's he's dancing on the floor. He, he's I, I don't know how drunk he is or not, but this FBI agent off-duty is dancing, does a backflip. His pistol falls out of a, of, a, of a holster that looks like it's on its back. He goes to pick it up, and the thing fires off into some guy's leg. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> just into the Denver 7 newsroom, just in the last 20 minutes, Denver 7 viewers sent us this video of what appears to show that off-duty FBI agent doing a backflip. And look at this. This is at Mile High Spirits and Distillery in downtown Denver. Just, his gun fell it. out of his holster. No you big see deal, the flash guys. from the gun go off. He goes to pick it up. Now, Denver police say they are working with the FBI to investigate this off-duty agent. A man was shot in leg, but police say he should be fine. We'll have much more on this video and this story coming up tonight on Denver 7 News at 10. Unbelievable. Oh my God. I know somebody got shot, but the worst thing about that is that guy's dancing. It's pretty bad. Now, presumably, that was a Glock if it's his issue pistol. At least that's what people are speculating online. What that means, the only safety on that, if that's a Glock, is, is going to be the trigger itself. What yeah. that means is he picked it up with his hand in it, the trigger like guard. His, yeah, it looks like his fingers in there. Th- that yeah, that's, idiot. That's not. He must good. have been pretty wasted, but he did almost land a backflip. So how drunk could he be? But he's also dancing in public. Hmm. I'm gonna hmm. speculate that in addition to the charges he's likely to face and whatever settlement he's likely to have with this uh, person who was shot, but sounds like it will be fine. He's probably not gonna be an FBI, or you know what? Maybe he'll be head of the Russia investigation soon. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's the kind of competence we like to see on the Mueller. You'll really you'll yeah. really get the president. Yeah, you'll nail him. Anyway, uh, glad everybody's for how crazy these incidents are. At least everybody sounds like they're going to be fine. Even the guy who was shot in the leg. So that's oh, good. Geez. That's kind of the reason you're able to laugh at them a little bit. 
But, you know, it's pure luck somebody didn't get killed right there. I'd be so pissed if I got shot in the leg, though, because of some negligent FBI dancer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You ready to talk about this? Because this is going to be, this is going to be, this is going to take us forever to sort this out. The week of everyone being offended by everything. Uh, yeah, let's do it. We'll come okay. back to Super Chats. We will be back with Super Chat when we can. Uh, and appreciate your patience, everybody. Get over so there. walk me through, I, I know the general timeline of what happened with Roseanne, but just walk me through and, you know, in case somebody wasn't paying attention this week, we'll just get a quick, uh, yeah, I'm sure quick everyone knows what's going of, on. So we'll be really quick, but yeah, Roseanne tweeting at two thirty AM. There's <laughs> your first clue, but she tweets that Valerie Jared, um, is an off, looks like an offspring of the Muslim brotherhood and planet of the apes. And then I think also in this tweet spree, she, um, says that Chelsea Clinton is married to the nephew of George Soros or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, she did say something like that. So people hadn't, she almost immediately deleted the tweet. People hadn't really begun to react yet, and she preemptively apologized. Um, she's like, sorry about that. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, and then the next day kind of doubled down a little bit and was like, Muslims are not a race. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So almost immediately upon that, uh, Wanda Sykes quit Roseanne. She was um, a writer on Roseanne. And the Sarah Gilbert, I think that's her name, the chick that plays Darlene, she also, you know, disavow, disavow. Everybody's freaking out, disavow, disavow, disavow. And then ABC mm-hmm. cancels, cancels Roseanne. So Roseanne comes out and she's like, guys, I did something unforgivable. Do not defend me. It was two in the morning and I was ambient tweeting. It was Memorial Day too. I went too far. I do not want it defended. It was egregious and defensible. I made a mistake. I wish I hadn't. Don't defend it, please. How much time was it between the tweet itself and ABC's decision? Was it like less than 24 hours? I think so. But it was super fast. It was really fast. Hmm. So, and, and all the while, Roseanne is begging with ABC executives not to do this. The, The unfortunate thing to remember too, is it's not just Roseanne's ass on the line. It's, 150 some people who work to produce this show a yeah. lot of people losing jobs over if you believe her or if you don't whatever's going on she's up at 2 30 in the morning whether she's unwell whether she is in fact on some kind of drug it's it's unfortunate that the end result is somebody who feeds their family by working on her show is now out of a job because of this silliness yeah who cares i don't even think that this was racist Make your case. I, I think I know your case. We well, talked about Planet it of the Apes. I mean, it's not it's not a movie about black people. You know, it's about an ape planet. It's I guess planet, it's, it's Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It's not just apes. I right? guess <laughs> because they say that that's a that's a racist comparison. People call Trump an orangutan all the time. I think Wanda Sykes actually called Trump an orangutan. Yeah, and of course it's happened with other entertainers. Obviously, that was Bill Maher's bit, and that's what yeah. people are talking about too. And if you um, guys follow Lauren Rose's Twitter, you can see a side by side of Valerie Jarrett with the Planet of the Apes chick. <laughs> and I'm just saying, like, you can't tell me there's no similarity. That's all. I disagree. <laughs> also, with that chick's that. not even disavow. black. Uh, isn't she like Iranian or yeah, something? Yeah. yeah, it's uh, um, I. <sighs> I'm not going to defend or praise the tweet at all. Like it's, I understand people who find it to be disgusting, repulsive, whatever, whatever, come on. But, um, but I, but do I think that we'll get to this toward the end? Do I think that we need to have outrage mobs to ruin careers, to go after people, to, to shut down shows, to tell people what is and is not uh, entertainment for them to consume because of a tweet? Probably not, probably not, but I'll save my reaction to this. Uh, yeah, I don't care. I, I just don't care. Why, why does everybody have to get so angry about this stuff? Well, 
Uh, the, the people who are who are angered by it are offended by it, I suppose. I mean, I, I can't just deny the 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 reality that black people being compared to apes is a historically racist recurring meme. And I know you're going to roll your I can't look if you're offended by that. That's that's your that's your. But why can't people prerogative. just be offended? Why do they have to go on these right. tirades where they like right. destroy people's lives? The only that's reason that I want to do this to the left is in retribution, to be clear. Yes. Yeah. And, th- and that would be my answer. Look, I understand if if this is so bad to you that you aren't able to be entertained by Roseanne anymore. You don't want to watch her show. Understand completely. I understand that entirely. Yeah. But and I was reading a lot of stuff about how she's anti-Semitic, too. I don't know how that is. Isn't she this, herself Jewish? She herself is, in fact, Jewish. Oh. You think that that would give her some uh, element of imperviousness to all of this. But no, no protection mm. for Roseanne. Yeah. So, so on one side of this outrage, you have people who are offended by what she said. On the other side, you have people who, um, who perceive a double standard. And I, I don't mean, I don't say perceive to imply that they're wrong. I think they're actually quite right. Mm-hmm. Um, because of course we have all sorts of terrible things said about the president, said about conservatives, said about anybody from left-wing culture that really doesn't go unpunished. One example of this that people were, uh, were citing this week is, you know, at the same time that, um, that uh, ABC makes the decision to axe Roseanne, they're hiring Olbermann over at ESPN, which is all under the same network umbrella. And this is, of course, just a montage of all the awful things Olbermann has been saying about the president and about members of the administration over the last year plus. Just insane things, calling people Nazis, fuck you, you're a racist, you're a white supremacist, just awful things all the time. That's been Olbermann's shtick. And in one case... Roseanne is too toxic to keep around. And the other, Olbermann, yes, here's a, here's a new job for you, sir, right this way. It's almost as if there's some sort of double standard here. <laughs> I mean. Sure. Uh, the, other piece of, the other piece of information I had on this was, did you see this CNN bit with, um, I don't know who this lady is, but I think she's, uh, she's probably the next Rachel Dolezal, maybe. I, I, like, this, this lady is confusing to me. <laughs> I just she looks awfully white to me. That's all I can say. That is your first clue that somebody's white. What? Them looking white. Ah, yes. The visual appearance of being white. I don't know. They said that in that Rachel Dolezal uh, documentary. documentary. Black chick is like, I looked at her and I was thinking she doesn't look black. (laughs) It's like, yeah, because she's white. Uh, so let's, um, let's queue up this CNN bit. And this lady's just going to say, this is kind of the interesting thing that, that I see is even if you don't like what Roseanne said, they have to tie Roseanne to everybody. Like Roseanne yeah. isn't just an isolated crazy person. If that's what you think she's all Trump supporters. She's, she's all suddenly it's yes. All like, it's not all Muslims. It's not all this. It's not all that, but it's yes. All Trump supporters. They're all racists. They're all Roseanne's according to um, this allegedly black cultural critic. On CNN. How do you count as Michaela, the argument that some people are making that Roseanne Barr maybe felt empowered to mm-hmm. talk like this because of President Trump, even though, I mean, look, she's got a history of saying things like this completely on her own. He's made it more popular, I think, to be um, openly racist. Huh. Tens of millions of people voted for him after he showed his cards for years. But are you, so suggest- have- are you suggesting that they're racist? or they're- yes. The, yes. The, the, the people who vote, all the people who voted for Donald Trump are racist. Yes. But they may not, they may, <laughs> may not be violently racist. They may not... Be, um, um, he's targeted. He's very clear and strategic. If you heard someone 
call at their rally say build a wall kill them all if you heard someone say that the current sitting president yeah, was you know the n-word listen you know that people interpret this differently and to paint with as broad a brush as you right. are saying that everybody who voted for him is racist right. you know how people operate they but, compartmentalize and they'll say that people compartmentalize during bill clinton right and you overlook the things that you're uncomfortable with because you like the policy but here's so here's, here's what we brought a brush stroke. but racism isn't broad so what what you're not hearing is that there's so many different levels of racism and how it works itself out. Hmm. Huh. Southside Sideshow Bob over here. <laughs> Jesus. Side. Did you come up with that or is that from the chat? I did. I just came up with that. Southside Sideshow Bob. I don't get I a like rim shot for that. Oh, by the huh? way, we were wrong about Valerie Jarrett. She was born in Iran. It says in this article to American parents and it said she's an African-American. So I okay. think that she I mean, is I, I, black. Yeah, I, to me, it's um, I, I'm not I'm not going to question her racial heritage, and to me, it's kind of irrelevant. It doesn't make it more or less offensive to me, uh, to be honest, personally. Yeah. I, but I just don't care. That's the thing. Here's your rim shot, by the way. Wait, wait, wait. Thank you. Did you, you think I just it. stole that from the chat it was, and presented I, it as my own joke? Well, listen, anytime a I woman had that is anytime a, the whole time she was talking. That, that's uh, all. Okay. Anytime a woman is funny, I gotta verify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, t t back to that segment though. When Allison Camarota, whatever her name is, when she's the voice of reason on your panel, yeah, you've you got she too just far. let she's the one who let David Hogg sit up there and say that the NRA is a bunch of child mergers, and she sat there and went, hmm, no, "Yes, no, fair no. point." That's Allison <laughs> Camarota. And and I love this too. Allison Camarota kind of gets her, and Southside Sideshow Bob, as you call her, her what? How? What was her get out of? reason free card there get out of logic free it was just like what you're not understanding here is all the depths and layers to so racism layers racism, racism is an onion that you have to peel delicate like what are you talking about lady yeah what in god's name are you talking about i don't know mm. anyway mm. that was roseanne because <laughs> as i said that was just the start of the week everyone's pissed at roseanne samantha b comes along as, because this is what's interesting roseanne gets fired and everybody says wow there's kind of a double standard here i don't think if if it was the reverse if it was a lefty saying something horrible about trump that you would have this kind of firing this kind of backlash and then sam b's like i'm here to prove that's 100 percent true mostly yeah at least to the extent she has not been fired yet yeah yeah uh or punished in the same way and at least to the extent people are rushing to defend her in bizarre ways excuse me that i want to uh that i want to get to as after we take a look at what actually set up the controversy here and then what she actually said because what set up the controversy to me is even more like baffling more the word cunt was the least offensive part of this for me it's the least stupid yeah like the part that yeah. bothers me the least i'm not uh, oh no bad words i'm so offended right. i'm not going to pretend to be horrified by the use of a word mm -hmm. i mean my my god it's like if i if i'm not going to defend sam b's right to say it am i going to defend like bearings right to say it or anybody else i, oh, I yeah. don't care say but what when you he want. says it it's charming it's true it's different in an aussie accent yeah. you know uh okay so so <laughs> what actually set this up as i mentioned over memorial day weekend ivanka tweets out a picture of her and her son and outrage ensues because people are claiming it was insensitive or tone deaf Aww. because at the time there were reports of 
illegal immigrant parents being separated from their children at the border. So Ivanka Trump cannot enjoy time with her child because people who come across the border illegally were not enjoying time with their children. I guess that makes is, a lot of sense. Is the reasoning. Like you know what pisses me off about this before we watch whatever clip you're about to bring up? Hmm. People that are bringing their children across, they're the ones endangering their family. They're the ones yes. that risking their families being ripped apart. You can't put that on our government for enforcing border law. Yeah. That's crazy to me. It, like, it is I'm not no our government. I actually think she's kind of a cunt. <laughs> but, you know, this is ridiculous. It wouldn't have even occurred to me if I were her not to post this picture. Yeah, the 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 separation is the is the direct result of the people uh, willfully breaking laws, willfully crossing borders illegally. Uh, it is not our government going into Mexico or Central America or wherever and breaking up families there. It yeah. is their choice to come here right. illegally that is resulting in the split. And that is unfortunate. But but to your point, I don't accept blame on our society for that happening. Yeah. I don't. Now, um, so this is CNN. This is a CNN panel talking about why Ivanka's tweet is so <laughs> offensive. Now, the president's daughter, Ivanka Trump, is facing intense backlash for something that she posted on Twitter. It's a photo of her embracing her two-year-old son, and critics are saying that the post is really tone-deaf amid the reports of families being separated at the Mexican border. What's the timing of this tweet that is really generating so much criticism? Because it comes, like you mentioned, amid scrutiny of the administration's policies, letting the government separate children from their parents at the border. And it's not the first time that Ivanka Trump has been accused of insensitivity on social media. Recall, for example, in January of last year, right after her father was inaugurated, she posted a picture of her and Jared Kushner in fancy black tie attire right oh. after her father had signed that controversial travel ban. Disgusting. And there were chaos and protests erupting at airports all over the country. She weathered similar criticism. And once again, she's being accused of being out of touch. That's it. That's why. That's why everyone's all riled up. That that's this is what Samantha B is commenting on when she makes her infamous statement. So Samantha B goes on her show Wednesday night, I think. This is what she says. Most people have heard it by now, but this this context for what she was saying. So now, after decades of ignoring the issue, Americans are finally paying attention. Well, most of us, Ivanka Trump, who works at the White House, chose to post the second most oblivious tweet we've seen this week. You know, Ivanka, that's a beautiful photo of you and your child, but let me just say, one mother to another, do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless cunt. He listens to you. Put on something tight and low cut and tell your father to fucking stop it. Tell him it was an Obama thing and see how it goes, okay? We'll be right back. Gross. The most surprising thing about this is that Sam B has children. She totally reads like a <laughs> barren ancient hag. She definitely reads like she has Blonde's disease. Yeah, You're right. For sure. The underrated part of this too is not only is she calling her a cunt, but she's saying dress scandalously dress in tight you know low-cut clothes to convince your dad implying of course that trump wants to have sex with his daughter yeah that's the other part of this joke now do i again do i am i trying to be joke police no but i think if you're going to talk about offensive jokes offensive implications that certainly qualifies uh now um the thing that that gets uh oh i, I should say as well uh b gets pressured for this there's backlash to her. 
she apologizes. She said, I would like to sincerely apologize to Ivanka Trump and mm-hmm. to my viewers for using an expletive on my show to describe her last night. He said in a statement, it was inappropriate and inexcusable. I crossed a line and I deeply regret it. Trump himself on Twitter called for the uh, B to be fired, saying, why aren't they firing no talent Samantha B for the horrible language used on her low rating show? A total double standard. But that's okay. We are winning and we are doing so for a long time to come. This is bullshit because Roseanne got all pilled out and started tweeting at 2.30. Nobody was looking at her tweets, looking them over. Somebody wrote this, like presumably a team of writers, scripted it out, edited it, and then aired it, and then retweeted it. Yeah, and that's I want to talk on that uh, in a little bit because one thing I want to talk about is some of the media coverage that I think clearly illustrates a double standard. The other thing is I've been trying to read these cases of people who say, no, 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 what what Roseanne did is way worse than what uh, Samantha B did. And I had the, the same read to you where I thought, well, I, I'm not interested in ranking them really, but if I had to pick right. one of them is it's clearly more intentional, right? One of them is sort of a, 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 a mistake of the moment on Twitter yeah. where lots of mistakes of the moment happen. Yeah. And the other was clearly uh, that went through a lot of staff and was planned and was cleared by a lot of people. Uh, one is much more, I don't want to use the term premeditated, but yeah. you know what I mean? Because I, I don't like, I don't think it's a crime, of course, but there's a lot more um, thoughtful intent behind one of them. So, uh, th- this is an example. Or these are examples of some of the media coverage of of Samantha B's uh, of Samantha B's mishap here. Uh, Samantha B has a message for Ivanka Trump. Tweets out USA Today. It's just a message for. Her. That's it. It's just a message for. Her. Uh, this one from the Washington Post. Um, why the C word is so taboo and why some women want to reclaim it. Imagine why, why calling black people apes is so taboo and why some people want to reclaim it. Ooh, <laughs> that's, that's what we're dealing with here. Take. <laughs> this was, but imagine, imagine some of these things. Yeah. They're not, they're not actually addressing the issue here. Um, this one from New York Times. Sam B. dedicated nearly seven minutes of full frontal with Samantha B. to the issue of migrant children before using a crude term to describe Ivanka Trump. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, you can do that with anybody. You can, if somebody does something wrong, you can say, yeah, I mean, it's the Planned Parenthood defense, right? right? But, but, you know, 97% is good stuff and only 3% is bad. Well, we're talking about the bad right now. So... It doesn't really work to deflect. I mean, you can do that with anybody. Yeah. You can even do the Nancy Pelosi MS-13 defense. I'm sure somebody in MS-13 did a nice gesture once or twice that we could talk about to dilute the actual uh, problem in question. But that's sort of, that's deflection. That's not addressing the issue. You're immigrants with hard lives, Skag. And, You're so heartless. And the, the only point is none of these outlets would ever do this for, for Roseanne or anybody coming from a right-wing perspective, no. ever. They would never... Um, they would never minimize. No, of course not. The hurt of the words like this. So I, as I said, I was looking for cases of, of people describing why it's wrong to equate these things. Because I look at what Roseanne did and I look at what Sam B did. And I think, yeah, they're pretty much the same. One is a, a slur towards black people. Basically one is a slur towards women. 
they're pretty much the same thing. Be offended if you want or don't. Doesn't matter to no, me. No, Sam B's is clearly worse because it was more intentional. There are more people yeah, yeah. involved. I'm just talking about like the offensiveness level, which is what they want to judge. Like yeah, which is I mean, more offensive. I don't care about really either of these things is, yeah. is the problem. Yeah. Well, did you see this take from Canadian actor Kaj Eric Erickson? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, so here's him explaining why that's the same. You're right, they aren't compatible. Samantha B just said words words you may not like but harmless words roseanne made a racist comment a harmful tweet that hurts people i shouldn't have to explain this to you sean who's talking to talking to you dull cunt so he gets to call people cunts too that's just fine huh it's funny because racism is also words just words that you don't like Yeah. yeah thoughts you don't like i'll be quick with this since i can tell that you are probably annoyed with some of these people's takes but i did want to highlight some of these defenses that i was searching through this one from vulture which i call um they're trying to say that like one of these jokes was made for a virtuous purpose and the other is not so in this take the author (laughs) writes her use of the word sam b's use of the c word to describe ivanka trump stemmed from her criticism of the first daughter slash senior presidential advisor tweeting a photograph of herself and one of her children in the midst of a news cycle focused on immigrant children being separated from their parents maybe a leftist b, news cycle yes maybe b shouldn't have used that specific word i'll concede that she could have been less crass even though she'd used the same language in the, uh, in the past and no one said uh, boo until Barr got fired. B's larger point was to criticize Ivanka, Ivanka Trump's insensitive and tone-deaf photograph. The point of Barr's tweet, uh, in as much as it had a point, was that Barr thinks Jarrett is both an Islamist and an ape, saying that women deserve to be, uh, that both women deserve to be fired suggests their offenses are identical. They are not. I mean... The mental I, gymnastics that happening on the left... I don't buy this for the simple reason that what you consider to be virtuous is totally subjective. Like why isn't border security virtuous? Right. Right. So it's the the left's idea of virtue, which is furthering their own narrative at any cost. Right. It's, it's the, it's the perpetual moralizing where it's like, no, no, my opinion is also moral and yours is immoral. Who is Sam B's audience? Because when I heard the outcry from the audience, it sounded like 100% women. Blonde's disease uh, patients. That is so depressing. (laughs) This one, um, this one makes the history and privilege argument. This uh, over at hello giggles, Uh, calling a black person an ape is not the same thing as being crass towards one of the most privileged women in the world regarding inhumane policies of a white house where she is an advisor. Likening the two not only downplays the violent threat inherent in promoting racism. I don't buy that the violent threat inherent to racism. Okay. But it only helps to normalize obvious bigotry and prejudice. First, it is important to look at the notable difference between the language used by Barr and B, respectively. Barr, who has been known to spew racist and xenophobic rhetoric, shared a tweet that compared Jared, a black woman, to an ape. In so doing, she invokes old and painful racial rhetoric that has been used to attack black Americans for centuries. The ape slur... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll hustle up. The ape slur strips people of their humanity and denies them their civil rights. Okay. Oh, it's so sad. B, on the other hand, used a word the president himself has used to describe at least three different women, according to the Daily Beast. According to the Daily Beast. <laughs> that's how you know it's true. Trump once said the word cunt, so 
Yeah, that makes it all right. Uh, Though widely considered offensive in the United States, it has a neutral or even positive meaning in places like Britain, New Zealand, or Australia. Bee's insult also doesn't have the same history of violence that ideology likening black people to animals does, which is perhaps one of the clearest lines of separation between Barr and Bee's statements. It doesn't work for me. You're going to talk about the recipient being privileged. Why is Valerie Jarrett not privileged? Yeah. Yeah, Valerie Jarrett was an advisor to the president of the United States. Valerie Jarrett's doing just fine. Valerie Jarrett is every bit as privileged as Ivanka Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why doesn't the, um, oh, and, and to the point of the history, well, why doesn't history of women's oppression matter? Why is it only black people? Because I mean, they're it, lower ranking on the victim hierarchy. Oh my goodness. It's really so that, it's solidified in their heads. You know that. <laughs> and at the top is Muslim trannies or something. Yes. Yeah. It's R2 Dindu, of course. It's R2 Dindu. <laughs> Uh, this is the last one, I swear. Uh, this is um, th- th- this is an example of where people just write that racism, as we kind of heard earlier from Kaj Eric Erickson, it's like racism is just inherently the worst possible thought because reasons, you know? It's just the worst thing. The racist thought is so much worse than a sexist thought or, or anything else. So this is from an author uh, of an opinion piece over at um, the San Diego Tri- Tribune. What B said was offensive and shameful but what Barr said was racist. Oh, so it's decided. B took a snide and obscene swipe at Ivanka Trump for her actions and lack thereof, but Barr took a cruel and obscene swipe at Valerie Jarrett for the color of her skin. Barr also used an ape reference in a past tweet about Susan Rice, former uh, President Obama's national security advisor, and like Jarrett, as an African-American. This doesn't work for me because you have to explain to me why racism is, is just automatically the worst possible thing. I know. Thing. I said this in my last video. It's People are so deeply indoctrinated that they truly believe that the highest crime in, in the UK, even above pedophilia, is racism. And they think that, that it should be, you know, uh, that it should be included in some sort of yeah. formal law. That yeah. blows my mind. Why? I, Why is it any worse than any other kind of discrimination? It makes no right, sense. Right, exactly. And I, if I have to clarify for somebody who's listening who wants to twist my words, this is not pro-racist argument from me. I just need to be, you need to explain to me why in the world of bias or unfair judgment, this one is uniquely the worst. It's just automatically higher ranking on you the bad scale. You just don't understand scale. because of your white male privilege. Of course, of course. But get this, uh, the cringiest line, the cringiest line to close this op-ed On the day that ABC canceled Roseanne, Starbucks closed thousands of its outlets for an afternoon of anti-bias employee training, which was instituted after two black men were arrested in Philadelphia store uh, as they waited for a business meeting. Roseanne Barr might want to stop by her nearest Starbucks for a latte and some lessons. I hear she has some time on her hands. Yeah. Okay. That's so gross. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's awful uh but uh i i'm with you like if you if you had to if you asked me which of these is objectively worse my answer would be the one that was planned the one yeah, that was actually yeah. premeditated the one that was done with much more obvious intent and multiple the, people were involved it's not a it's not a question of which one's more offensive it's a question of how much was this thought about before it was actually said right that right. that's how i would measure i mean the it. question is do you think that sam b's show should be canceled um, let's, uh, can I play one thing before I answer that question? Cause I do yeah. have, well, actually I have a couple things. Cause I, I want to <laughs> talk about, I want to talk about like the, the other thing I want to talk about is, is no effects in Las Vegas. 
their their offensive comment too. So oh, I want to yeah. wrap up this whole offensive comment thing with a, like a, a discussion of what is the appropriate attitude to look at these things with and the appropriate actions if any to take. Okay. That's that's where we're getting to. Uh, but I wanted to give credit to um to uh offended by boobs Brooke Baldwin over at CNN cuz she's the only person I saw who had a like a fair-minded objective reaction to this. Now she thinks both are really offensive. Okay, on the but... left whenever somebody tries to be outwardly objective, it just reads like virtue signaling to me. I think that's a fair interpretation because she is her take is I'm so offended by both of them. That's yeah. that's Brooke Baldwin's take. Let's uh let's see what she has to say. Imagine for a second how liberals would have reacted if Roseanne or a conservative TV star had used that language describing Valerie Jarrett. Whether you agree with the president's policies or not, calling a senior advisor inside the United States government or anyone for that matter, the C word is like I said at the top, it's outrageous, it is unacceptable and should be called out. She could have easily made her point without using those words, a point that by the way is totally lost because she used that language. Doing this, she is no better than the very behavior she criticizes. In fact, she becomes part of the problem. Couldn't one person just come out and say, I don't give a shit about either of these things. I'm totally apathetic about both. That's that really would, what I want to hear from the media. I don't give a shit. Right. That's more the side that I'm on. I, I just want to acknowledge consistency where I see it because this has been nothing but a just a gigantic pile of inconsistency and hypocrisy yeah. throughout. I just look at her and I think boobs. And of course, I always see Clay Travis. <laughs> yeah. The last bit of being offended by stuff this week, I'll be quick with this one. This is this is interesting to me because, you know, growing up in high school, skateboarding every day, me, I used to listen to NoFX all the time. You used and, to skateboard? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We used to huh. skateboard every day after school. Okay. And uh, and yeah, you know, we were we were rebel punk rock kids and we'd listen to NoFX and all the rest of them. So uh, so I've known this band for a long time. NoFX is their, their shtick is being offensive. And if you've ever seen them play live, um, they've, they've got a Jew in the band. They've got a Mexican in the band. It's tons of Jew jokes, Mexican jokes. They say offensive shit all the time. Their lyrics are frequently highly offensive in a kind, kind of like a fun, funny way. That's their shtick. So if you go to a no effects show and you hear them say outrageous things that should be sort of expected, but anyway, they are at the, they're playing at this Las Vegas punk rock bowling and music festival. And this is on Sunday night last week. And um, they make a joke about the Las Vegas shooting, saying at, uh, at least it was only country fans who got killed and not punk rock fans. Uh, so this is what uh, this is what that actually sounded like in Las Vegas last weekend. Yeah, that was the Iron Maiden. Yeah. 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 I also don't care about this. I just don't care about any of these things. Well, you know who does care? Everybody. Everybody cares. <laughs> it's the band's primary sponsor, Stone Brewing Company of San Diego, <laughs> who pulled their money and distanced themselves from the band, dropping sponsorship uh, uh, with NoFX's own music festival. Uh, they also say they'll be donating profits they've made to uh, from the affiliation with NoFX to a victim's survivor's fund. Uh, the Camp Punk 
Punk and Drublick Music Festival also says they're not letting NoFX play any more of the remaining shows, saying, quote, while NoFX is known for their dark, uncomfortable humor. Yes, go on. <laughs> Tell me more. This fits right into that. The festival producers uh, of Camp Punk, uh, Camp Punk and Drublick are shocked and disappointed by the band's recent statements about the Route 91 Harvest Festival victims and country music fans. Those statements do not reflect the views and values. Da, 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 da. Um, so like Stone Brewing, they're not supporting them anymore. I don't buy this crap at all. Like it was well known what this band frequently says all the time. It's just because there's heat. It's because the mob went after them. And yeah. so they have to say, well, this isn't, these aren't our values. Yeah, they kind of are because you supported this originally. Yeah. Okay. I mean, no effects also apologized on Twitter. I should say. Apathy aside. I do want, I do want leftists to get a taste of their own medicine. Hmm. Like I want Sam B to be kicked off the air, but then it would also give her an opportunity to portray herself as the victim. Hmm. This is where we reach um, our great uh, question. I think an area where you and I differ frequently, which is, uh, do you want to stay true to like the ideal principles or do you want to beat the enemy with their own tactics? Cause if I, yeah. if, if you ask me what I would do, I would say leave Roseanne on the air. If you're so offended by Roseanne's don't tweets, watch don't watch the show. It won't be viable anymore and it'll go away because there's no money to be made in it. And the same would be true with Samantha B. I don't, I think Samantha B is an idiot, but I'm not going to go, yeah. be the loudest, most obnoxious pitchfork wielder saying you can't is, watch her anymore for people that like to watch her. Can you even beat people that don't abide by principles if all you care about is sticking to your own principles? Like if, yeah. if the end game here is us losing, then then like I'm out. You know, we, we have to do what we have to do to win here. And if it's yeah, using I, their own tactics against them, I mean, they're Alinskyites. They, they, they believe in fighting fire with fire. Can you yeah. win against those people if you're just like, I have to stick to my principles? I don't know. I don't well, think there, that you can. There is a question there. And, and what I had to think about this is, is what's more likely? Okay. That's the question that my perspective comes down to. What's more likely? Am I more likely to convince the rabid left, the pitchfork mob left of my view of live and let live? Or... Am I more likely to defeat them with their own tactics? Join an alternative, the, the other side's pitchfork mob and out pitchfork them. Yeah. I don't, honestly, the problem with this though is they're fueled by genuine outrage and I'm apathetic. I just want retribution. So I think well, that see, their tactics think, will probably be more effective. I think they're actually this. I actually don't believe, I, I think hardly anybody is genuinely hurt by Roseanne Barr. I think they are after what you're after, which is like cultural defeat yeah, of yeah, something you're probably right about that. How many people That's do you true. think like had trouble sleeping besides Roseanne herself? Probably nobody. Uh, I don't know. A handful of black people, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you don't think that some of these people are genuinely offended, but how often can you, can you really be genuinely um, offended? I mean, Can't I would say it maybe to the degree that I'm like mildly, I don't know if offended is the right word. I'm highly annoyed by Samantha B. But I don't think that that annoyance. But part of you doesn't want her to be destroyed because you know she represents something more insidious. What I don't like is the precedent that I could take my pitchfork and tell other people what they're allowed to be entertained but by. But you or didn't not. establish that precedent. I know they it did. sucks, but that's the precedent I want. That's the that's the cultural. I think that that's the cultural precedent idealistic. I want. But. I, I, I have to ask myself what's more likely to succeed, and I've always believed like you know you can pluck people off one by one by one with calm reason and, and, and fairness, of course, stuff like this makes me kind of pessimistic about that worldview. Cause 
I don't want to. I don't want to join a pitchfork mob and go after Sam B. I just want the market to to show that her shitty show is crap and nobody watches it, so it goes away on its own. Yeah. But I'm with I you just there. don't know if that's going to happen. But but I'll do what it takes to destroy them. That's hmm. perhaps. So what does that mean? Does that mean like joining the Twitter outrage mob and tweeting at people to fire people and you know signing petitions and all that stuff? I'll do it if I have to. I mean, this Jared Holt doxing thing is an excellent example. Like, you know, I I, I, I really value Stick's opinion. I watch his video and I'm like, you know, good for him. He's a balanced and principled good man. But then I'm over mm-hmm. here like, fuck you, Jared Holt. I hope somebody comes to your house. I mean, oh my God. What do you what do you I think he doesn't deserve it? He is a he's left wing scum that relishes in other people's doxing and tries to yeah, ruin people's but lives. But that's like why principles are principles. It. You know, they have to apply universally. Yeah, I think that's really yeah. adorable and everything, but I want to win. <laughs> I want to win. And I want these people to be punished for what they've done to us. I can't say it's an insane take, and and like I said, it's stuff like this that makes me Oh, it makes me pessimistic about appealing to people's sense of idealism and saying, look, here's here's a way we could structure our society such that everyone is treated fairly. Are you well, in? I think it would Help work do that with me, but. in a society where people shared values, especially yeah, cultural yeah. values. I sure. think that we could be idealistic. We could trust market for market forces. Yeah. Um, but that's not the society that we live in. I know it sucks. I want it. to. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm going to be signing petitions and joining Twitter outrage mobs anytime soon. I mean, I don't want to. That's really um, but, clear. I want yeah. nothing to be off limits. And I don't like Ivanka. I really don't. I think that she is a bad influence in the White House and I want her out of there. I can't recall. But as I remember, wasn't she didn't she have a lot of statements or positions on immigration that were actually quite different from yeah, her? She dad? says a lot of leftist bullshit and she said a lot of stupid stuff about like working mothers and she's you know something of a feminist and i i hate her husband you know when i when you know when i wrote off ivanka was when she was tweeting about out about the internet gender gap that there are more men on the internet than women and that's a problem i I think she's stupid and i do think she has too much influence over trump and i don't want anything to be off limits i want our comedians to just be able to what what does owen benjamin say to paint with all the colors in the rainbow or whatever and the most offensive rainbow too and exactly. it's just like i the, the thing is i want to be able to decide for myself i want all content out there ranging from the most milk toast to the most offensive and i want to select from that menu of options and say i find this this and this entertaining the rest of it's not for me and so you don't watch ha- it yeah yeah and in order for that to happen i have to allow everybody else to have the freedom to select them too the problem is to your point they don't want to let me have the freedom to select what I want to view, what I want to consume. They want to limit my freedom. They want to tell me what I'm allowed to consume or not. Right. That's that's the question. Do I? But don't do I you try to... think that the people that try to limit your freedoms just need to be fundamentally destroyed? What if they're the, going to win? Can't... What would you do? Well, yeah, I know, and that's that's why you have to be prepared too. Is I'm I'm trying to be as fair with these people as possible until they actually come to my door and say like. And listen, we're here to um to impose some serious regulations on your life. We're here to set some rules about how you're going to live. That's when it's uh that's when you got a serious problem on your hands. And and yeah. I don't think that their worldview is, I don't think it's insane to worry about such a scenario with the way their worldview is going on a variety of topics. Yeah, um and I see people in the live people in the live chat are like totally uh split on this Jared Holt thing. But the hmm. but the reason I said that is that he writes articles with enough personal information about people that he's trying to incite somebody that is further left than him to go do something violent to some of these people. He really is. Well, has he, has he actually, God, I can't believe I have to 
Oh, be fair to Jared Holt. He wrote an he, article in defense of Luke O'Brien who got Amy Meckelberg's husband fired. But he hasn't called for violence, right? That's no. We're not. Okay. I thought that's what you're saying. No, but of course that's what he wants. Hmm. You think that Jared I, Holt doesn't want violence against I, us? Come I, on. I can't infer that motive. I mean, I, I think can. he wants damage done. Look at his body of work. Yes, he wants maximum Look, damage if done. If Jared Holt wants violence against me, I invite it any time. Yeah, <laughs> Um, I, I just don't know what he, what he yeah. possibly expected. Yeah, I mean, again, we're not going to resolve this now. I do think this is like one of the defining discussions between you and I and really people who enjoy this show are in this sphere, which is the great debate of winning versus my principles, frankly. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know that one side is uniquely correct. But I do think both sides are necessary considerations. There are real life consequences to these journalist actions. I just saw somebody in the, in the chat say something about Andrew Dodson. He was somebody that just went to Charlottesville, was doxxed, an article was written about him, and then he killed himself. I didn't even know that. I hadn't heard that. Well, yeah, that's because mainstream media isn't covering it. But you think hmm. that Jared Holt's not over there rejoicing about this, thinking, oh, it's one it's one more dead Nazi. Oh, my principles, though. I can't. I don't want those motives assigned to me. I don't want that inferred to me. So I, I, I can't go that far. I can't do that, Sam. All right, that's fine. But I Sorry think based on out. his body of work, I, I, I know how he feels about these things. He can't just go out right and say, like, I want violence against these people. And, and as always, to the extent we've ended up discussing Jared Holt, you know. That You're welcome on the show, script, Mr. Holt. You not only welcome, I would eagerly set that up anytime. Yes. I, that, that would be very, very interesting to me. And if you just want to talk to one of us, I would do that. I've if already invited him on the show us, multiple times and he's blocked me on Twitter. I'm not even blocked. Hmm. Seriously, even Styx is blocked. He's blocked everybody. Nope, I'm not blocked. I'm not what blocked. a baby. Well, not I haven't even. checked for a little while. <laughs> you probably are. So maybe I am. Anyway, I could talk about this forever, but we're halfway through the show and we haven't, oh, yeah. we haven't touched a super chat, so we should probably move it along. Um, we should do some super chats if we can. Oh, yep. by the way, the live chat said that I said rim job, not rim shot. Is that true? Did you? I didn't catch that. It'll, someone will have saved the me. clip. if I, I, I didn't hear that. That would be quite. I feel like I would have noticed flip. that. I think that we would have, we would have noticed. Because you would have said, I think in the context you said, "Give, you're not going to give me a." I think I would know if I said rim. I, yeah. I definitely would have <laughs> noticed that, but maybe not. I got a lot of things to pay attention to when we're. Alive. I don't know. They're saying I did, but you guys, you, I've been burned by you before. Hmm. So gross. Um, Evil Fuzzy Nine says, "Quit my day job to work on my next novel. Currently supporting myself by writing smut commissions on the side. LOL. But wow. at least I finally have some time to comment on Beauty and the Bait again. Thank well, you. Well, thanks for tuning in. Rick Moranis, forty-eight ounces of Dos Equis is just about everything I want from Mexico. I'm also sparking a bowl for you, blonde. So I'm banging this chick that <laughs> that is a Bernie bro, and she won't let me pay for anything. What the fuck is happening? What? What? She's a Bernie lady, but she won't let you pay." Yeah, but she will let the government pay for everything, That's including odd. her education, which she will use to get a minimum wage job in an unrelated field. Thank you for that. And it'll still be the patriarchy's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she has more student loan debt. Right. Who'll be in Roxas? Um, hey, Matt, since cringe is your favorite genre, have you ever heard of Christian Weston Chandler? This epic insanity mm. of Christian should be right up your alley. I haven't. I have not, but send me an email. I'll check it out. Uh, Gabriel Lopez, UK people are a bunch of faggots. Yes, that uh, that is true. Fact check um, true. Thanks, Gabriel. Sorry to our UK listeners. I just it's yeah. just true things are true. Yeah, no, true things are true. Watch my last video <laughs> if you want to know more about. Uh, yeah, I, I as I always say, seriously, I, I every piece of news coming out of the UK, I get more and more bummed. I want the UK to to return to uh, 
to its foundational values. Here's hoping. Yeah. What are its foundational values now that I think about it? I'm pretty sure everybody that had some balls came across the pond. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, I was going to say a terrible joke, but it sucked. So just move (laughs) along. Uh, Metal Minister couldn't make it live for your two year anniversary and can't watch this one live either. But here's some shekels. Also with that facial hair, Matt is always the faggot (laughs) K-Bye. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks. Bye. Charlene says, do some push-ups, Matt. What? <laughs> I don't know. I do plenty. You guys are jerks. Uh, yeah, Steve said, saw Jordan Peterson over the weekend in Phoenix. No protesters, hecklers, or otherwise. I would say 60-40 men to women, not overwhelmingly angry white men, as the New York Times would have you believe. Yep. And mm. when I saw him in Seattle, it was wildly multiculturalism. I, I, multicultural. Mm. I saw some, one person from every race. A real diversity rainbow. It seriously was. Yeah. yeah. Lots of women, too. Um, Raven Sama told you guys about my ex thinking my five-year-old was bi a few weeks ago. Oh, I was yeah, just yeah. Awkward. I was just awarded uh, sole custody of both my boys in New Mexico with a female judge. Good. Good, good, good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Congratulations. Wow, that's um pretty uncommon, so I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. she was going to screw him up good, so congratulations. Um, Slasher says, is teaching moment a new buzz phrase from the left? I can't remember here yeah, yeah. a couple months ago. And now every hoax, hate, or mean thing said on internet becomes a teaching moment for the right. left to lecture over. And that's now. what Valerie Jarrett said on MSNBC in it's response to It's a teachable the, moment. I'm not hurt. It's a teaching moment. It, yeah. it, it's, uh, it is part of this moral, I think they have this moral high ground and it's this presumptuous attitude that they are inherently superior to you and it's it's their job to bring you into the light so to speak yeah yeah uh jeremy bush well hey matt and blonde longtime listener first time sending a super chat my girlfriend and i love listening to you on our drive to work in the morning keep up the great oh, cool. work lots of love from your biggest fans down under awesome oh, awesome i see <laughs> thank you jeremy and thank jeremy's you. woman we appreciate yeah. it Maddington, I want to be slandered by Buffalo Wild Wings too. They should yeah. say that Maddington is a mix between a feckless cunt and Planet of the Apes. I want yeah. eighty free wings. Why can't I be a? Big I was going to. Yes, I agree. I want to be. I want to be um, defamed by these fast food companies online as well. That'd be great. Uh, I, I also forgot to mention feckless cunt. Great name for uh, like a, a chat account or you know just like a Twitter handle, a chat account, a any, chick band. Any, any anonymous internet presence. Feckless cunt is it a gamer yeah. tag, for example. That'd, that'd be a great one. Chicago conservative. And why do we still trust the FBI when their agents do this shit? Yes. <laughs> or look at the Mueller investigation and reach your own conclusions. Uh, Boogeyman yeah. 917. And now we know why we wear seatbelts. I don't know. I think oh, yeah. that guy may not have survived that if he was wearing a seatbelt for like the first time ever. I don't know. Being ejected onto the roof may have saved his life. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, but in general, wear seatbelts. Yes, I agree. I don't want to be taken out of context about that one. Um, Chris Morgan. Oh, I've got to skip that one. Maddington said, I guarantee you that when Roseanne tweeted that Valerie Jarrett wasn't offended by it, but she was excited that she could make herself into a victim with it. And being victim is the achievement. Yep. Yeah. It's currency. It's it is uh, currency, victim yeah. box, man. Matt McFadder, Skag, stop wearing plaid shirts. You look better in plain t-shirts like on Wednesday. Blonde, you look flawless regardless. Thank you. Nah, I, it's By the plaid way, all the way, but I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm wearing this tool shirt, and right before the show, Matt asked me seriously if my shirt had a hand. You got to go up a little bit because it's like off screen. Oh, it looks it? like a vagina in a hand. It's an eye. <laughs> he, he like really thought that I, I was wearing a shirt with a vagina in a hand. Yeah, it looks like it. Whatever, man. What kind of feminist nonsense? 
Bell Anthony says, saying you look like a cat or a fox isn't offensive. Saying you look like a horse, maybe a bit, and a lizard, that's kind of funny. But saying a person looks like a gorilla is a declaration of war. Please explain. That's true. What about Sarah Jessica Parker? Horse face Sarah Jessica Parker. She's been yeah. she's been abused for years. Never complained. I just felt bad for her. I just felt World's bad for her unfortunate face. Buttered faced woman I've ever seen. <laughs> her body is like crazy, but she's done quite well for herself. Despite her face. You mean like career wise or because she married just, Matthew Broderick? I don't know. She just made a lot of money and, you know, she's, I'm sure she's fine. But yeah, weird face. <laughs> Somebody just said, can confirm hand vulva. <laughs> yes. Yeah. See? <laughs> Whatever, you guys. Uh, let's just do two more right now. Redicus, VJ looks like the ape and has a family ties to Mother Muslim Brotherhood. So why was this offensive? Also, I hate to acknowledge <laughs> that this was Obama's folly for the kid separation from their family. Yeah. Yep. Uh, last one for right now is from John Martin. A big donation. Thank you so much. Being old enough for the original Planet of the Apes, I knew exactly what character Roseanne was comparing Jarrett to and felt she was denigrating her looks rather than trying to slur her racially. As always, love mm. the show. Yeah, that's how I kind of felt. Like when I read it, I was like, she didn't say she looks like an ape. Planet it was of the a, Apes. And it was, yeah, it's a very specific ape character. We have to be yeah. precise. That does, you know, bear a striking, striking resemblance. Um, okay, we'll we'll circle back and get Michael Schlecht in a bit. Michael Schlecht. Okay, cool. Uh, so we left this story last week. Uh, this, uh, as I said, incel Jesus or, oh, or yeah. incel Rasputin. I'm, I apologize. I don't know who coined that in the chat, but I think it's funny. Incel Rasputin. Michael Rotondo is the guy who was living in his parents' house in upstate New York and had this ongoing battle this um rent or like this tenant landlord battle about him being evicted by his parents forced to leave uh his house and he lost the battle in court and so now it's time for him to leave he is actually out of the house now as of i think friday he's staying in an airbnb until he finds a permanent place to live but michael rotondo now credits alex jones for making the move possible alex gave him three thousand dollars when he appeared on infowars Last Damn. week, Rotondo says he'll most likely live with his cousin soon. He claims, and he, he in his interview with Alex Jones, it's an hour long. I'll link it, and I listened to it last night, and it's not at all what I expected, to be honest. It's mostly Alex Jones giving this guy, I think, what he thinks to be useful advice. I type couldn't stuff, make it through the, the entire hour. It was really painful. It's more of a monologue than a dialogue, for sure. Yeah, but uh, during that interview. Rotondo claims he has a revenue generating business, but he doesn't explain exactly uh, what it is. But th I think the interesting thing here is, is as far as I understand, Alex Jones is the only person to sit down at length with this guy and really try to figure him out. Yeah. And, and, and really try to give him the benefit of the benefit of the doubt, as opposed to just seeing a piece of low hanging fruit, walk up before him and saying, how can I make fun of this to make myself look funny and hilarious and all that. And uh, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Now, we'll talk about whether this was a wise move, but uh, but you know, I, I can't wait till I'm, uh, I can't wait till this is characterized as me praising uh, Alex Jones and you know being a big Alex Jones fanboy or something like that. But this is just it's not what I expected. I suppose this conversation was pretty interesting. Here's some highlights from um, Alex Jones and Michael Rotondo. Well, I'm not going to be condescending. The media made you the <laughs> ultimate demon in the world, both liberal and conservative media. Even the left that pushes dependency and paying for people's anchor babies and sex changes. You came off as autistic on television. <laughs> okay. I don't think you're incompetent. 
And I've seen people like you that if they're given a chance to actually go out and have a mission and build on that, then the confidence of having their own apartment, their own car, then their own house, their own thing is 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 infectious. And yeah. then they turn into a whole yeah. other person. So, so what I'm telling you is in life, you've got to choose basic steps. Uh-huh. And then you've got to try those steps. And if you fail, it doesn't matter because you're going to learn in the process. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you some things. There's also a plug here. I'm going to give you <laughs> Alpha Power. Okay. Which I, I had them set out for the body and mind. Formula, the strongest uh, uh, endocrine you know, type booster that we can come this up with safely. So I think you should go back, no matter what your parents have done to you, and say thank you for life. And I appreciate you. And I'm going to try to figure out ways to make money and, and to be a good part of the society. I'm going to figure out how ways just to build my own house, my own life. And from that, then, if you can do those basics, then the big ideas you have will come. I came in here, was wanting to talk to you. I've kind of been preaching at you. I'm just trying to get you to think small. Okay. Because thinking small towards a big goal yep. is thinking big. I mean, shilling aside, that was really good advice that was really good advice. I, I thought the advice was pretty sound and uh and i i have to admit that i laughed out loud when i was listening to it and i he got to the alpha power part and i oh, thought i'm gonna give you some alpha power right alex jones giving this guy alpha power is, yeah. is the moment i sat through this interview for <laughs> um but yeah but I, I i i do think there's something to be said for for a guy who's willing to sit down with someone and say um yeah i think you've made some mistakes i think you're making some mistakes Here's some practical advice that I think you might benefit from that doesn't assume some grand character defect or something like that. Now, yeah, I uh, mean, he's probably just lazy, but that is that is good advice. You know, you have to work towards large goals incrementally by accomplishing the small ones. Um, that might yeah. be helpful. That might. He's probably just going to take the three thousand dollars and blow it. Yeah, and I, buy a samurai sword. One of the yeah, one of the top comments was he's going to buy three thousand dollars worth of loot boxes. <laughs> I laughed really hard on that. So like video game, in-game video game stuff. Yeah, uh, oh. that was that was pretty funny. I, I you know if it was me, and again, I can't be too critical of Alex Jones here because he's giving a guy a hand that I didn't do. I would, I'd be wary of giving that guy so much money. Maybe maybe there's a way you could direct the spending of it for him to ensure it's kind of i don't this is this a bad comparison it's sort of like buying food for a homeless person as opposed to giving cash you get what i'm saying yeah yeah i don't know that way you ensure he doesn't go buy a bunch of drugs or something with it. i'm not saying this guy's going to misallocate the money but i i just teach him about... to fish alex exactly <laughs> exactly but but i i admire um i admire his approach in this case now as Michael Rotondo says, that $3,000 enabled him to move out, get this Airbnb and all that. But his move out was not without incident. <laughs> no, it went really badly. So he finally leaves his parents' home. Uh, but not before calling his cops, uh, calling the cops over on his dad, I should say, over Legos. Calling the cops on his dad over Legos. Uh, so what happened was um, Rotondo, Michael Rotondo called the police on his father regarding missing Legos that belonged to Rotondo's eight-year-old son. Remember, this guy has an eight-year-old son. These Legos were allegedly in the basement of his father's house, the house he was living in, but his dad would not let him in to look for them. Instead, his father offered to look for them and if found, bring them out, return them later. 
The Legos were recovered after the police arrived, said Michael Rotondo. This isn't a game show. I don't have to guess what's behind door number one. And then this description in the report, which I don't really understand what he means there. Me but what, what's the guessing? Maybe he's like, I know everything that's in the house. Maybe. Right. Um, when he moved out, according to this report on Friday, Rotondo stood outside the place he once called home, but had some trouble before then his car, which has a broken coolant system, took a few tries to start during his car trouble. He told reporters he said goodbye more or less to his parents before jumping into his ram- uh, rumbling station wagon. I've got to get going before this thing blows up. He told reporters before driving away, <laughs> waving and honking. Oh, geez. Hmm. Poor guy. Uh, they, they, at the close of the Alex Jones interview, Alex wanted to. Alex gave him some books to read too, and wanted to check up with him in, in some time. So maybe he'll make a return. Uh, We're but just going to th- see him in a low budget porno in five years. <laughs> maybe he could team up with Rachel Dolezal, who also needs work. And oh, can... the porno nobody wanted to see, but everybody watched anyway. Right, I, I absolutely would watch it a hundred percent. You all would. Don't judge mm-hmm. us. You would watch it hundred percent. <laughs> hundred percent. So, um, you know, I, I got it. And, um, you know, I, the other thing I can say about Alex Jones here too, is that we mentioned last week, one of the frustrating things is you got all these people who otherwise preach dependence, who are now ripping on this guy for mm-hmm. being a dependent Alex Jones and the rest of a lot of people who are critics of dependency, especially government dependency. Well, what has to step up to fill the role? If, if, if you're not going to have a big government, well, it's, it's private citizens helping people. True. And it's True. people being charitable and, and being helping people, helping others in good faith. Alex is doing that here, whether it's naively or not. Right, right. And the left, but, you know, as always, they're not equal opportunity. They never dish it out equally. They're, they're not going to, like, ridicule a single mother that's living in government housing who's on food stamps or is yeah. this government dependent. But, like, this guy that can't earn his own way because he's a lost millennial and kind of a fat loser – like he's going to be the subject of ridicule for everybody. Hmm. They would never do that, even though the real issue here is dependence on other people, financial yeah. dependence on other people. So, uh, so it was just interesting to see a, a more complete look at this as opposed to just Brooke Baldwin or whoever ripping him. I, I appreciated it, and I obviously I hope it works out. We'll see what happens. Yep. Did you see? Uh, you see this beach arrest in you New Jersey? You know I did. So. Last Saturday, there is a, uh, a Twitter user named Lexi who posted a video that went viral, um, not only on Twitter, but on other social media. Over 6 million views total for this thing across social media platforms, showing what, um, what is a violent arrest of a female beachgoer uh, in New Jersey. So let's take a look at what the, the cell phone video, the viral video, looked like. This coming from a New Jersey beach. Okay, so there's clearly some violence, there's some hitting, there's some resisting as well. It's an overall violent encounter. This gets circulated on social media as a case of police aggression, of uh, police abuse, all that sort of thing. 
CNN rep. There's there's a little bit more to the story. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. CNN ran the headline, uh, quote, officer punches woman in New Jersey beach arrest, which if that's all you see, that is true. It's just there's some more information that's helpful. BBC ran the headline, police filmed punching woman in New Jersey beach arrest. Same thing. <laughs> that that did happen. true, yes. That did happen. <laughs> uh, but when the Wildwood Police Department, the department in question here, uh, took a lot of heat for this. They decided to release the body cam footage Wednesday. And this has been happening all the time now. Now that body cams are more prevalent, I don't know if this is true or not. Um, oftentimes, people advocate for body cams to capture police... Brutality, uh, right. Police but malpractice. But it exonerates the police very often. You know, We've seen several cases now of these accusations of racial bias. There mm-hmm. was I covered it in a video. One example a couple weeks ago, there was an NAACP leader who claimed it was he was arrested on racial terms. The, the, the body cam footage showed nothing of the sort. There was a woman who claimed to have been raped by a cop. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the body yeah. cam footage showed nothing of the sort. So, and he was all courteous, wasn't he? This is anecdotal. I don't know what the split is between exoneration of cops versus exoneration of um, the the suspects in arrests, those sorts of things. But it does seem to me like this, the trend here is showing mostly good police behavior yeah. a lot of the time. Um, but anyway, um, the, what the what the body cam footage shows, as we'll show in a minute, it, this is a 20-year-old woman who has this encounter with the police. Um, she's on the beach with her 18-month-old daughter, and she's being questioned oh, about... Oh, really? Let's stop there for a second. She's blacked out drunk on the beach, presumably a single mom. And what are you talking about? She didn't drink anything, didn't you And hear she her? has... Yeah, whatever. Uh, and <laughs> she has an 18-month-old daughter that she had when she was 18. Is that right? Yeah. Roughly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? So I bet she's, you know not whiskey tango or anything right she's being questioned about alcohol consumption she refuses to provide her information to the officers they ask for her last name some information from her she refuses and when informed that the arrest is the alternative she then tries to run away and resists um including initiating physical contact with the officer uh, which we'll see she was provided multiple opportunities um to to give her information and decline. So this is the, the officer's body cam footage, what the encounter actually looked like before what we saw on, um, on the cell phone video that was circulating social media. Do me a favor, take a deep breath and blow into that, all right? She's giving her a breathalyzer. How old are you? Well, I know that didn't come up positive. I didn't take a drink of anything. Like carry op- you're allowed to carry alcohol. That's interesting. You're under eight. You are. You're not allowed to drink it. And we did not open drink display it. on the beach. What? It's possession open consumption. Display. It's not open. Open display means you... What do you mean? That doesn't mean You can mean see anything. it, yes. Okay, you can see it, uh, and we're not drinking. Uh, so what's your name? Your arm didn't disrespect you. I didn't do anything to get written up, did now I? You called the seat. Now you're closing the scene. You want it? All right. I'll give you one more chance to give me your last name. Just be quiet. Okay. You can't lock me up. I didn't disrespect you. Okay. And you're and I you don't need to write my name down either because I didn't disrespect you. I didn't do anything. You're mad because you thought we were drinking. I'll give you one. Okay. First of all, you're in possession. Where's your aunt at? She's on her way. Okay. What's your last name? So what she's saying here is that her the booze is her aunt's, and her aunt's is away from the her aunt is away from the scene. That's kind of the origin of the. I mean, did she seem wasted to you? What what was the the result of the breathalyzer? I actually don't know that, Mm. Um, but we do have some commentary from the police. She, 
I can't say that she seems wasted, but do I believe her that she's sitting there with a bunch of twisted teas and didn't have any? No, I I really don't buy that, but maybe I can't say that definitively. Why do you think she seems sober or what? No, I think when she was taking that breathalyzer, she looked like she was like, she looked like she was drunk. So did, Hmm. are they just randomly breathalyzing people that appear intoxicated on the beach? Cause that's bullshit. She's, I mean, she's 20. Come on. Uh, I think th- I, I don't know. I, I would assume. So what he's saying is not only is the age an issue, but what he's saying apparently is that open display of alcohol on the beach is itself a crime of sorts. So they can breathalyze you if you have open display of alcohol. You can't, you can't have booze on the beach is my understanding of how this is regulated. I mean, that's, that's idiotic, beyond, but if she wasn't causing some kind of public disturbance, I fail to see why that even that was necessary. Well, if, if you're breaking the law, that's the law. I mean, we can debate about whether that law is a good law or not. It's a but that stupid law. That's but the police are doing their job in enforcing it. I can't fault them for that. Fine, whatever. Fine. All right. Wait here. That's like you wasted your time coming over here. You go wait here for her. Okay, what's your last name? I don't need my last name. Okay, that's it. I'm done with you. Do you have cuffs on you? No, Matt. Get over here. Don't talk to me. Yo. Don't talk to me. All right. You're about to get dropped. Now, if you didn't hear that, I think that's one thing that you can be critical of. Before she said anything, he did say you're about to get dropped. That is, uh, that is. Yeah, she's just being mouthy. I mean, she's being mouthy, but then she. But then she gets physical too. But if I want to argue the other side, the officer did threaten physical, uh, a physical scuffle before she actually got physical herself. Don't get over here. What are you doing? Don't. So she goes and hits the officer there. At which point the arrest that we saw previously happens. She's pulling her hair. What are you doing? 5043, Okay. Okay. Actually, I'm kind of conflicted about this because she did, you know, she assaulted them first, clearly. But that guy was looking for a fight. He seems like one of those cops that's going around like, I'm going to police everyone. I do think there's some fair criticism. I mean, listen, if, if I want to be hypercritical, I don't think it's necessarily appropriate for an officer to be going around saying you're about to get dropped. Yeah, what the but, fuck is that about? But, I mean, the the obvious answer here is treat the cops with respect. Do what they say. Deal with deal with uh, adjudicating the, the charges later if they're unfair. I, I don't think that she... I, I can't say that she had no fault in this. Oh, no, I'm not saying fault. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But was it a bit of an overreaction? I mean, she did assault him, though. Yeah, and that's uh, so there's more to the story here. Um, she was charged with, she's now charged with two counts of aggravated assault in an officer in possession of alcohol as a minor. The police department has defended the actions of the officer, saying, quote, uh, this is from the police chief, quote, from what I see on the video, the only, and only on the video, from not talking to the officers, I think they did a decent job. I think we uh, could have, sorry, Coors Burp. I think we could have done a better job at trying to explain to her, which is probably what he's getting at there. There was some of the dialogue that might not have been This was not going to be reasoned with. Um, So he says, I think we could have done a better job trying to explain to her, but it didn't appear that Miss Weinman is her name, wanted to hear what we had to say. I think that's a fair characterization as well. Well, he did threaten physical violence before she physically assaulted him. I'm going to drop you. He's saying like, I'm going to throw you to the ground and arrest you if you don't comply. Right. But he also gave her plenty of chances to comply. What he should have said is I'm more, I'm more conflicted about this than I expected. What I, what I would have preferred is listen, your choices are comply or I will have to arrest you. Yeah. If you, if you do not 
provide the information, I will have to arrest you. I think she was being so I'm going to drop you is a little aggressive because because he doesn't have to drop her, by the way, to arrest. You don't have to drop. You just have to get her cuffed. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm being naive there. Maybe he's got that Jersey attitude, though. You can't disrespect her. Yeah, I didn't disrespect you. I didn't disrespect (laughs) you. I've been watching the uh, the New Jersey Shore season, the the family vacation. This is Why? kind of straight out of that. Because I don't know. I have nostalgia for that I show. can't get mad to watch anything. And then he's like, I'm watching Jersey Shore and Wow is unrecognizable. She is. <laughs> she is. Everybody who's seen it knows what I'm talking about. Her face, which is unfortunate because I always thought Wow was the most attractive one on the show. Yeah, it's not saying much. But now she just, I mean, she's only 32 also. She's barely older than us and she just has an unrecognizable face now. You can't tell when she's happy, when she's angry. You know, they still yell at each other, but she just has a face that's like set in stone with the Snooki's like permanent, done some damage permanent duck, duck lips. lips yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, there, what else? What else was? Oh, just some things I wanted to say about um, about this story. Regardless of, I think there's some room for some debate, as we've said about appropriateness of the police conduct. But certainly, there's more to the story than the social media for take sure. presented you yeah. with. So whenever you see this, like sensationalized arrest footage that doesn't have a lot of context. Wait for the context. That's always, that's always a good practice. That's the only reason we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, the other thing, as I was saying, dis- if you're going to disrespect and resist police officers, it's going to end badly. You're going to yeah. have a bad time. doesn't matter if you're black you're gonna or if have you're a bad time. If yeah. Whatever race this chick is, New Jersey. And what is, is that? A race? <laughs> that's Did you know so Snooki? racist. Snooki is like a She's Chilean a or something. Like, or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 And also all those people are from Long Island. Yeah, yeah. So uh but I the, the Guido is a race, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Guido and Guidette, that's a race. They're a proud race totally. of people. It yeah. work, it goes badly for them too. The other thing is <laughs> imagine if she was black. Like imagine how big of a story this would be. This, oh, this yeah. hasn't this hasn't got a ton of like uh you know, like uh mainstream news, like morning news type coverage. It was on Good Morning America, but I guess the counter that they'd say is if she was black, she would have been shot. They would have shot her dead. Yeah, that's what hmm. they would say, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, interesting interesting case. Uh, we got the chat w- can't believe that Snooki's not Italian. Yeah, guys, I couldn't yeah, believe dude, it when I read that Look too. it up. Like, and, then, and then she on the show, she has her children, her children with Giovanni, Giovanni right? Is his name? Are they married? Yeah, th- uh, yeah, they've been married. They have kids. Uh, wow, Snooki is married with kids, and she's been married to the same guy for like 10 years. Yeah, well, since like 2012 or 13. That is like that. pretty good for a Jersey Shore. Yeah, husband. but her kids are like clearly like, uh, I don't know, Latino looking. They're not they don't look like uh, Italian or something like that. They're clearly like, I don't know what the term is for people like they're clearly like Chilean, Peruvian, South American looking, not Italian. Tell us more. Yeah, I'm just on fire with my racial accuracy. I know, tonight. I know. Seriously, yeah. I hope Jared Holt doesn't watch this. <laughs> okay. Uh, the last piece I have, should we just get through this last piece and then return to Super Chat? Does that sound like a plan? Or? We have so many Super Chats, but yeah, that's fine. We could crank out a few because this, this is a pretty, we got a lot of like policy stuff to Let's talk about. Let's do like 10 Super okay. Chats. I told you this is going to be a two-hour show. Yeah, um, I knew. Michael Schlecht, which somebody emailed me and they told me that that is the word for bad in German. I don't know if that's true. Huh. It sounds like a German name. I would speculate, but he could he could inform me. Uh, somebody let me know if that's true in the live chat. Uh, joining late, I absolutely love the sounder palooza at the end of every intro. It should be mm. at least six sounders long. Also, pretty sure that the pun is that it's a cattle pult. Ah, we're pretty stupid, oh, guys. Oh, okay, pretty I get stupid. It. Cattle pult. The two of us. 
Got um, it. Coop Clausen, no note, but big donation. Thank you so much. Dildo Swaggins, my right. favorite name on all of these names. Uh, Trump supporters who want Samantha be fired or misguided having that disgusting, miserable C on air will assure Trump <laughs> being reelected. Keep America great. That's true. There is That's practical another, purpose. There, there is a practical purpose for Samantha yeah. B. Your average person watches that and is like, women aren't funny. And we need people to realize that. And if we're ever going to be truly place. great again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Did you steal that joke from the live chat? Wasn't All right, you have your moment. Can you blame? Listen, I hold the sentiment that you want everyone to hold. Can you blame me? That's <laughs> true. Women yeah. aren't funny. But every once in a while, every once in a while. Redicus, yeah. which one is worse, pulling a gun on someone or drunkenly running over a pedestrian? Uh, ooh. Well, depend. Not pulling a gun on somebody is not always bad. Do you mean it as an act of aggression or an act of self? You didn't specify, so I'm going to have to say pulling a gun on someone is better. I'm going to have to say that yeah, the drunken thing is worse because that's never good. There's never a. I guess what he's trying to ask us is about intent, right? Ah, oh yeah. So we're maybe yeah, maybe it's a metaphor for exactly that's what it is. It's a metaphor for Roseanne and Sam B. So right. we have to assume maliciously pulling a gun on somebody. Right, but outcome is also more important in the law. Yeah, so in this case, did we kill, we obviously damaged the person we ran over drunkenly. Right. And did you actually shoot the person you drew the gun on? That would be important. Too to many metaphor. complications in this radicus. I grant the point, though. It's a point about intent versus, uh, it's, it's negligence versus premeditation, yeah. basically. Yeah. Neo Unrealist, did you see the story about the cucked Portland bakery that fired two workers who did not serve a black woman? who is an equity activist at 9.06 p.m. bakery closed at 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah, Owner saying no check rules this Good grief. Check this out. Portland, what a garbage city filled with idiots. Um, I say that coming from beautiful city of Seattle. Hmm. Yeah, I was once, a, I, I, I have fond memories from a time long ago. A time long there. ago. Yeah. God, we're old. Jess Hans says B versus bar, which is worse. The one that the speaker was paid for both are attacks neither is classy no one should care but there's the issue of personal time versus paid for a platform that that's is a true. distinction too that's one that i forgot to make is yeah. um that we do have to acknowledge roseanne's tweet was on roseanne's time now there's some blur there because roseanne's character on her show is kind of herself it's not quite as clean but yeah. it was not like it, it wasn't a it wasn't a work product the tweet you know? yeah i think that's important that's a good yeah. distinction to make um Blake McDowell says, kickflips, not bombs. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Downskated. Sorry, I haven't been able to catch the show lately. I'm leaving now. Sadly, I didn't get to see Soul last week. So going to see Deadpool again. I couldn't care less about uh, SW after Last Jedi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I Solo sucked. I'm sorry. You know, uh, it did even worse in the second week. My brother told me today. I saw the stats. It was on it. it only made like $28 million over this weekend. Ooh, That's how much, abysmal. How much did the film cost to make? Uh, I think I forget, but they. I saw some confident speculation it's going to lose money which is insane for a star wars movie to lose money uh, this is what happens when you put women in charge um eric ray says victim dysphoria the ability to assume victimhood status regardless of facts history or logic thank you yeah it's pathological man it is These, pathological it's, yeah. it's insane i couldn't believe that when i was when i was talking about the student debt stuff it's like women have more opportunity now than ever and you've twisted it into yeah. victimhood how because how? they go to college more than men obviously their debt is going to be more and still they're like patriarchy you know if you guys don't reign rain women in they will never stop taking there's no in <laughs> it's not yeah. like women are going to be like i have enough equality now i'm just yeah. going to leave everybody alone you're just going to get a whole bunch of cersei's running around completely out of control exactly yeah. you know men need to keep women in, in control 
Um, Mafia Guido, did I skip one? Um, let's just do two more right now. Mafia Guido, I don't get why Nancy Pelosi is so upset about the jobs number. The more people yeah. that have jobs, the more people she can overtax and the more people she can put and keep on welfare so she can get reelected. Yes, we're hmm. about to talk about that. Uh, Gregory Hurst is the last one for right now. Um, B doesn't just seem to have blonde disease. They do a slow zoom on her while Sarah McLaughlin is playing in the awareness ad. <laughs> uh, calling Jared an ape is less offensive than calling B a comedian. <laughs> Wow. Ooh. Wow. I wasn't ready for that one, but I'll give it that I'll give one out for that. That old rim job. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh I can't we can't reference that. That's gonna become like epitome now. Now if we reference that in the future, people are gonna it's, Oh, I know. People yeah. are gonna be like, you I know can't what you, you said, just said rim job. Yeah. yeah. We can't reference any past shows in case we have new people that are like, what? These people are retarded. Yeah. Um, okay, right. we'll, we'll circle They're going to think we're retarded eventually anyway. That's the natural order of things. So in, unjustifiably, I can't uh, justify it in any way. We've buried like all the policy news, all the real news, important news at the end of the show Yeah. for some reason. Um, uh, it's because we're little- not very smart. And but we know people aren't going to make it to hour two. But. <laughs> but there is a lot of um, of good stuff coming out of not just D.C. and the president's office, but uh, but just good news for American people generally, including the jobs numbers, which we'll get to. But uh, walk me through this right to try bill, because I have a surface level understanding of this. And at a surface level, it's something I'm very much in favor of and I think is good news. Uh, sure. So the House of Representatives passed a bill on Tuesday that allowed those with deadly and usually terminal, well, yeah, deadly diseases, to try experimental treatments and bypass the FDA. Um, so you remember Alfie Evans? Sure. This is the, the kind of thing that, you know, they wanted to go to Italy to try some experimental treatments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would be allowed to do that. Uh, the so-called Right to Try Act of 2017, the Senate passed nine months ago, was cleared in the House, party line vote. And it would help terminally ill patients get access to investigational medical treatments where no alternative exists. So you do have to be terminal. Right. Yeah. So that, that was my question is it's, it doesn't, it's not open to anybody who's just sick or something. Right. You, you, you have to have no other options. Right. Okay. Um, so Democrats are critical of this bill. They say it's going to peddle false hope and will put patients at risk, um, by allowing the sale of snake oil. I have a real problem with this, um, and the next thing, uh, over 100 groups represented patients and research groups called the final legislation unsafe. I have a huge problem with this because if you're terminally ill, you're dying, you have no other options. You don't give a shit what's unsafe. You just yeah, want to try see, I don't everything. see why that matters. Why does that matter? I just fail yeah. to see why, why that was even a point. That I mean, if, if you have terminal cancer or something, oh, I was sold a bill of goods by that man with that experimental drug, but you have terminal cancer. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it, would it actually make it worse? Is there a case for that? Like you're going to die sooner or something? I mean, I don't know, but it, it's that person's choice. They should be able to choose. There's there's another angle to this too. Not only the principle of um of you know I should be able to to treat my body as I see fit, provided that I have a full understanding of what's going on. But it, let's say I got a terminal illness tomorrow. Um, there's kind of an altruistic uh, motive in in being a guinea pig of sorts too. Like maybe. If I am given experimental treatment, researchers can learn more about how it works or doesn't work, which yeah. will in turn benefit people in the future. I would like to go out with some benefit to yeah. humanity, even if it doesn't benefit me. I think that's another motive that is also important for these right. people. Right. And, you know, people, these Democrats especially, they're 
operating, they always do this with government. They trust government so much. Like the FDA is some all knowing and benevolent organization that's going to protect us. Like how many opiates are, are presumably fine for consumption? Yeah. How, how many, approval. how many pharmaceuticals with anal leakage and suicidal ideation are currently approved? Yeah. Yeah. As, as side effects, I should say. Where know? isn't marijuana still a class one drug? Federally, it's it's yeah. Federally, it's illegal, right? I so don't know all the classification stuff. So presumably, cannabis oil is not FDA approved. Uh, isn't cannabis, or I guess I, I don't know. I guess it would be the hemp stuff that's fine, right? But not the. Well, I, I don't know. I I'm, suppose I'm there must be some kind of here. regulation um, with that, but they have yeah. all of these opiates approved. Let me know in the live chat if I'm wrong about yeah. this. Schedule I, C. I think, I think the arguments against are bunk. I, I feel like I'm missing something here. I can't believe this isn't already the case. Uh, yeah, I mean, the FDA makes a lot of money. Pharmaceutical companies make a lot of money. Um, but, but that's also part of the reason everything is so damn expensive is to, to get through the FDA to be approved. It, it's so costly. You want to talk about one of the reasons why pharmaceuticals and healthcare costs are yeah. so high yeah. is because the regulatory barrier is so high. Exactly. Stephen Molyneux did a video money. about this, um, but there's so much research that's not happening because you have to jump through so many hoops with the FDA. Yeah. Um, we have no idea what kind of strides we would make in cancer research for and for terminally ill patients if we didn't have to deal with all of the regulatory agencies. Yeah, I'm, and uh, maybe it's naive of me, but to your point, I just don't feel like the FDA makes me that much safer. Like, do I trust pharmaceutical companies with my safety with certainty? No, probably not. I'm going to be critical of whatever it is they want to recommend me. And I'll try to do my best to understand exactly what's going on before I agree to take any sort of drug. But do I trust the FDA and the federal government to look out for my well-being more? Probably not. No. I mean, I can't really give you a reason why. I'd rather just be in charge of looking out for myself mostly, uh, which yeah. is what this bill does. Yep, but you know, as an individual, you don't really matter if you're not making somebody money. It's gay. Sure, sure. So Trump said in the State of Union address, people who are terminally ill should not have to go from country to country to seek a cure. I want to give them a chance right here at home. Um, so it's not exactly comparable to the Alfie Evans thing, but I guess that, you know, that's the same idea they wanted to leave for some kind of experimental treatment. Sure. Um, sure. So that's one good piece of news. I know that, guys. I know. Sorry, what? Oh, the live chat. That was in the UK. I know. Yeah, yeah. That was the uh, that was the epitome of UK healthcare failure. Alfie Evans. Yep. I just don't see why it matters. It should be your choice. Like, yes, I know. They just opinion. don't trust us to make any individual choices. It's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So to me, this I think I see this as great news, but uh, maybe there's something I'm missing. Beyond that, North Korea talks are apparently back on. You say, or says Newsweek. Yeah, I mean. All right. Trump announced Friday morning that he would once again consider attending a summit with North Korea on June 12th in oh, Singapore. Oh, consider. Consider, no. yeah. But, but he had shut it down, right? Like a few days ago, a week ago, something like that. Yeah, that's when he did the, the letter to Kim Jong-un. Right, right. He sent a letter on Thursday, actually, uh, canceling yeah. the denuclearization talks after North Korean officials insulted Mike Pence, Mike Pence's intelligence. And reportedly became unresponsive to the summit planning process. They said like they, they ghosted him. But later right, yeah. that evening, they wouldn't text him back. Sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't text him back. Kim Jong Un issued a statement saying that he would still be open to meeting with Trump and right. American officials. And I thought Trump's state about this was was pretty funny. Yeah. Um. Actually, let's read Kim Jong Un's first. We would like to make it uh, to make known to the U.S. side once again that we have the intent to sit with the U.S. side to solve problems, regardless of ways at any time 
That's a weird <laughs> translation. Regardless of the ways. Yeah, regardless of the ways. Yeah. Um, we will Trump's sit with the U.S. side. Really funny. Right. Uh, it was a very nice statement they put out. We'll see what happens. We're going to see what happens. He later clarified. We're going to talk to them now. It could even be the 12th. We'd like to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, and then he also said that he has no hard feelings toward North Korea because everybody plays games. This is like a teenage, this is like a teenage romance at this point. Yeah. I did like what he had to say. He was like, well, we're going to be building this up. You know, nothing's going to really happen. It's not going to be this big precipitous meeting. It's about building relationships. And I thought that was good, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's pretty much it. We'll see. I don't think it's going to happen. But I never really thought it was going to. I don't yeah. know that it really we're only, matters that much. We're nine days away now. So it's, gonna, it's not going to be during this week, but the week after, if this happens. Yeah. What are you laughing at? Is there good jokes? Uh, Alejandro Gaudet says, Kim Jong's sister is called Kim Jong Poontang. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about the word poon. Please. <laughs> it's a hilarious word. Poon is to me what cunt is to all the people mad at Samantha Why? V. Why? It's, it's got an element of comedy to it. It has everything. It's just... I can't explain it. I just, it's, if you ever have a, like a lot of people don't like certain words like moist or beverage. Some people don't Pleasure. like that word. Yeah. It's just, it's just the way some words hit you. It's not even what it's describing. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's not like a disgust with the female anatomy or something. It's just that word, that it's not word. the grossest vaginal word. Uh, I just, I don't know. Just, just bugs me. Only hard hitting news on this show. Yep. <laughs> yep it offends me and therefore i'm going to get a pitchfork and make sure nobody can ever hear that word again so that my tastes are accommodated uh you want to talk about this jobs report? yeah so this is this is probably the biggest news in terms of what matters for people's lives right now um the economy added roughly two hundred twenty-three thousand net new jobs in may pushing the jobless rate to 3.8 percent which is an 18 year low the overall unemployment rate has fallen to levels uh, hardly seen in historical data, um, fell to the lowest level since the end of the 90s internet boom, which lasted a whole decade. Hmm. So, you know, this is great, great news, although I'm, I'm skeptical about it because I'm wondering who are these jobs going to and are people underemployed? Are people with higher education degrees um, getting shitty jobs and then it's increasing or decreasing the unemployment rate? Yeah, but so they I'd haven't like changed. They've kept constant how they count a job, right? Like the, at least right, by the measure. This is the question about underemployment, about and people like dropping out or whatever. But I guess my question, my only concern is like if if we're measuring the same as we were previously, it's still indicative of progress, at least according to the same measure we had. Right, prior. right. And and this is the important thing: the biggest job gainers have been groups that have been historic have historically suffered from stubbornly high levels of unemployment: younger workers, black workers, and marginally attached workers whose employment is tracked um, by BLS with a so-called U6 rate. Yeah. Hmm. And interesting, if I'm looking at, I didn't see this previously, manufacturing job growth, red state job gains. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, that's uh, not, I don't want to over-politicize this because this is good news for everybody. It's what I hope everybody could be happy about, except for Nancy Pelosi, which (laughs) we'll get to in a minute. But this is, if you want to get politically analytical here, that's, that's red meat for the midterms. Yeah. If you're talking good jobs in red states, People care about the tangible benefits of uh, a presidency. I mean, they'll overlook Trump being a, something of a buffoon if they're getting real benefits in their life, and, and they seem to be. Um, so amongst blacks, the jobless rate fell to 5.9%, a full percentage point drop in just the last two months. And that puts the jobless rate for blacks more than a full point lower than the last trough in April 2000 when it hit 7%. So blacks are doing really well. 
in the labor market right now. But he's so racist. So racist. I mean, Um, who cares about a job when someone tweets something racist? I know. You got to put these things in perspective. It's the worst possible thing, (laughs) a racist tweet. I know. Uh, Do you have that market watch? I want to talk about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. So freaking mad. I was so mad about this because when I was Googling, you know, uh, the, the job report and everything like that. All the first articles that came up were about how Trump tweeted out about this 69 minutes before the report came out and how it was unprecedented that he broke protocol and affected markets. And then I saw this market watch article. I couldn't even believe it. Um, I just wanted to read these two paragraphs from it that were probably the most egregious. Trump's tweet amounted to insider information about one of the most important financial numbers released each month. That's certainly a big concern, particularly when you consider that Trump and his family have commingled their government duties with their private finances. And Trump has been known to link to leak classified information. (laughs) Okay. Damn it. Then he says, could Trump, this is all purely speculative too. Could Trump have blurted out the fact that unemployment rate fell to 3.8% during one of his notorious late night phone calls to a wealthy friend, benefactor, or Fox News pundit? Perhaps he told the Chinese president or his good friend, Carl Icahn. Icahn. Oh my God, that's an entirely invented scenario. Like, could this have happened? Let's speculate wildly. Sure. I was so mad when I read this. It's like, can't you guys just see that, that some things have improved under his watch? No, I think I think this goes back to what a lot of people have correctly diagnosed is if you accept I don't know if this author does I'll I'll speculate like he does. If he accepts the premise that Trump is Hitler or Trump is the worst possible person, you can't give any credit because then you're admitting that Hitler did something well. It's just as, as soon as you state him out as the American, worst person. You're right, yeah. you're right. But your average yeah. American can see this and so it's really dangerous for them to be like don't pay attention to all the tangible benefits that you were experiencing in your life because of this presidency. Just don't yes. you know, don't look at the tax cuts, don't look at how much money you're saving, don't look be you don't know, look at your employment when you were formerly unemployed. It's like right. people are going to notice these things. They're going <laughs> to create associations. They're going to see well, that's why it's time, because this is how they're going to miraculously lose the election. This is Nancy Pelosi's playbook, so we'll go with the sounder, because it's time. And now, a demonstration in how Democrats will miraculously lose I love that graphic. in 2018 it and is beyond. Good. Just win, baby. That's a sports term. That's a warrior sports term. Okay, so Nancy Pelosi gets on Twitter response to this jobs report she says the jobs report shows that strong employment uh, numbers mean little to the families hit with soaring costs under the republicans watch so she releases this whole statement here about how a great jobs report is actually a bad thing and the reasons why let's pull up her let me let me read what she has to say here so she says quote may's jobs report shows that strong employment numbers um mean little to families hit with soaring costs under the Republicans' watch. Republicans' cruel, cynical healthcare sabotage campaign is already spiking families' premiums by double digits and pushing millions off their coverage, according to the nonpartisan CBO. Thanks to the massive windfall of the GOP tax scam. What a bunch of bullshit. Wall Street and wealthy corporations are on track to spend a trillion on dividends and stock buybacks while simultaneously announcing tens of thousands of layoffs. But this is in the context of job growth, not job loss. Tens of thousands of layoffs and shipping jobs overseas and refusing to raise workers' And that's rich coming from her when we're subsidizing welfare for illegal immigrants. Hmm. Like, you're going to talk about people's cost of living increasing under Republicans' watch? What? 
Apparently, she's mad that wages haven't increased, and I don't know. Uh, so she, I, I'll take her word for granted here. Department of Labor re- reported that workers' wages increased just three percent, point three percent in May. Now, perhaps maybe you'd like to see additional growth. I don't. I don't have a benchmark for whether that's good on a month by month basis or whether that's not. Uh, what I do know is more jobs is a good thing. That's all. To twist this into being a bad thing for the average American middle class worker, that's insane. But the the idea that all the that all the um, the the you know big business is just using this uh, this tax this tax uh, deal to to do a bunch of you know to to make themselves richer uh, through the market and wherever else as she's describing. Um, I don't know her evidence in support of that. I got some an- anecdotal evidence to the contrary. Did you see this Costco news uh, in the uh, Seattle no. Times? So there's a Seattle Times link down. Uh, you can click there. Um, oh, I didn't see and this. it's 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 out of your your friendly Seattle Times paper. But Costco is boosting hourly wages for 130,000 U.S. employees. So on June 11th, Costco is going to increase the starting wage for all U.S. employees by a dollar to as much as 14.50 an hour. Uh, while other uh, are they earning 14.50 an hour? Should they? really be making 14 what are well, they doing that's, but that's costco's determination to yeah make, that's right? true yeah that's that's kind of the point um you know it's it's not the government forcing them to do this it's costco's determination that it'll make them more competitive it only else. made my spidey senses tingle because there's a 15 dollars minimum wage here right but this is so so i don't know how this is going to work out in seattle but this is you know nationwide news because i think it's out of the seattle times because costco's based in seattle right isn't it yes headquartered there or like somewhere in washington I think well, um, I know stuff. So other and so employee, uh, all U.S. employees will get um, as much as a dollar an hour increase um, up to fourteen fifty an hour. While all, all wait, sorry, that's starting wage. Starting wages, all starting wages are going to get a dollar bump up to as much as fourteen fifty an hour to start. While other hourly wage rates, so people who are existing employees who have earned their way up will increase 25 to 50 cents an hour. The raise is paid for partly by Costco's savings from the tax cuts. That is explicitly stated by the company. Uh, Helping companies stimulates the economy. And it's going to affect 130,000 people. That's, that's no small gesture. That's, that's a hell of a lot of people. So again, it's that chronic inability to just say, well, Good jobs report. That's good for the country. I am happy that's the case. That's all you got to do, Democrats. Instead, you got to twist it into this. It's bad because you, yeah. you got to try to tell people it's bad for them. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you're going to tell the average consumer, the the guy out there looking for a job who suddenly has a lot of options. Suddenly, the phone's ringing a lot more. No, that's actually bad because Republicans have increased cost of living in some obscure way or whatever else. Yeah, but they think um, that they can do that. They've convinced like very successfully convince people that multiculturalism is good. So they clearly yeah. can influence people's perception on a large scale. So the healthcare problem, it was my understanding that healthcare costs and premiums were increasing significantly while Obamacare was right. still intact. The yeah. individual mandate was still intact. Those, it didn't reduce premiums. I, I, under the Democrats watch, I don't recall healthcare becoming suddenly much more affordable. I thought that was right. the big problem is it didn't. Exactly. Ugh. Um, but of course, what was the what was the other Nancy Pelosi big gaffe was um, a week or two ago 
responding to President Trump talking about MS-13, calling them animals, and she cuts out in the front of her podium and says, how could he call them animals? Is he going to deny the spark of their humanity and their inherent divinity or whatever it is she said? Well, the, the Republicans are doing the smart thing. The Republican Party just released an ad basically of Nancy Pelosi talking with news reports of MS-13 crime. And it's funny how you basically don't have to say anything. You just let Nancy Pelosi talk, and here's your ad that I suspect will probably be effective. When the President of the United States says, these aren't people, these are animals, you have to wonder, does he not believe in the spark of divinity, the dignity and worth of every person? We're all God's children. There's a spark of divinity in every person. We're talking about MS-13. Their motto is rape, torture, kill. The victim was stabbed more than 100 times, decapitated, dismembered, and his heart was cut out of his chest and then thrown into a pre-dug grave. The two young men shown here kidnapped, sexually assaulted, and shot a 15-year-old girl sacrificing her in the name of Satan. U.S. Marshals say the El Salvador native shot and killed a person in Texas, put the body in the trunk of a car, and lit it on fire. They say that's typical of the MS-13 gang. Calling people animals is not a good thing. (laughs) Democrats' midterm message, MS-13 killers, they aren't so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Nancy Pelosi, you teed that up for them. You know, regardless of who you align with politically, it's just incredibly stupid politics on the part of party leadership. This is why I'm fairly confident this blue wave talk is nonsense. I think it's bullshit, too. I mean, but they have to protect the Latino vote. They have to. And they have to protect illegal immigration or who's going to vote for Democrats anymore. We'll see. I just I find anytime I find it fascinating just from a political strategy perspective. Anytime you're able to produce an effective ad without really actually saying a word yourself. That's, yeah, that's pretty fascinating. I'm not yeah. saying they can't offer a compelling alternative. They probably can, but the the subtext of this 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 ad is at least we're not that, and that's yeah. that's why they get my vote these days. Yeah, I'm not loyal to that party, but but it's because like because what do you have to lose? <laughs> huh? So you believe in borders, and you're not coming to take my guns? Oh, okay, good yeah, enough. Yeah. I can say what I want yeah. freely without. Any kind of fear of retro, you know, of punishment, whatever. Good enough. We'll talk about the rest of the stuff we can negotiate later. Yikes. Ugh. But that's all I got. Nancy Pelosi is providing us with, um, with uh, evidence to believe the blue wave stuff is nonsense each and every week. I'm sure we'll get plenty yeah, more before November. She just keeps living, doesn't she? Just every day I wake up, Nancy Pelosi still alive. <laughs> still alive. Her and Hillary. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi doesn't even have the back brace yet. That's a shame. Um, all right, let's do the million super chats we have. (laughs) Go for it. Hassan Chop says, I don't believe market forces are a bad or are a factor for B's show. It is too important to the left and will never be removed. I can't believe she has enough viewers to be profitable for TBS. Um, I wonder if they're just like handing out tickets. Like there, there is a point there because I've, as I've said several times, I'm fascinated that these types of um, it's, it's like the MTV news with, um, Francesca Ramsey or any of these, or, um, I don't know any of these like far left video productions that you see on YouTube or elsewhere that clearly have gigantic budgets that, pre- that perform very poorly. And you're thinking, yeah. who is it that's behind this, that values this propaganda more than they like money. They're out there. Globalist and, gag, Hollywood. Yeah. And, and so it's Rich not leftist. insane to, 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 I, I grant the point that maybe the market is not going to oust Samantha B naturally because there are people out there who say, I like Samantha B's propaganda more than I like money. 
which is insane to me. But well, they yeah, exist. look at what they did with Roseanne. They were making hella money off of Roseanne. They still were hmm. like, one racist tweet, let's cancel this multi-million dollar franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then ABC lost a ton itself. Yeah. You're right. Uh, Stan, the one and only blonde, you've been staring into the abyss for too long and the abyss is now staring out from you. Don't become one of these outrage mob twits. Mm. I don't want to, man. I don't want to. But, you know, they need to, to get a taste of their own medicine every once in a while. That's what they're going to continue to do to us. I don't think that people fully understand the mentality of the left. We yeah. think they're stupid. They think we're evil. And you can do anything you want to an evil person. They'll ruin yeah. your life. They will. They'll come for your family. Like, this is not a game anymore. And I'll do what I have to do to win. I stand yeah. by that. And the other part of the worldview that Stan's talking about and that I'm talking about, which is um, not caring what the outrage mob says, it not only not only do you have to let other people be free to consume the entertainment and the products they want, but you have to have some courage on the part of the outrage mob victims to be like, I don't care what you say, get fucked. Like, we need more people to stand up. When an outrage mob comes after you, that's what you have to say. Whether don't you're ever apologize even right. if you did something wrong. Just don't apologize. Whether, it just shows your vulnerability and they will attack you. Whether it's ABC with Roseanne or whether it's Publix with David Hogg at the grocery store, like we said last week, when they come after you, get fucked, go away. This isn't your property and I don't care what you say. That's And people will line up in support for you because yeah. they, will wa they want to do that in their own lives, but it's, there are too many consequences. Yeah. So they support people that do it for them. Yeah. Um, Never apologize. So, if they come after you, never apologize. So hopefully we can get some of that courage going yep. culturally. Radicus, the lynch mob always loses uh, Chocophilia, Chocophilia, Chick-fil-A. Chick is that what he means? Oh, Chick-fil-A, yeah. Oh, gotcha. That's okay. right. Remember, Chick-fil-A had the, had the courage to say, get fucked to all those people who were trying to pressure them into changing their view on marriage or whatever it was. I barely remember this. So it was, this was years ago. Chick-fil-A leadership executives had mentioned that they support traditional marriage and there was a leftist campaign right, to try to right. pressure them to, to, I forget what they wanted them to do, but they were trying to pressure them. And instead the backlash was everybody went and got chicken sandwiches at Chick-fil-A because they respected not only the view, but the courage. And if it was me, these, if, if that was happening right now, even though I disagree with Chick-fil-A's perspective on marriage, I'd still go support them because I'd admire yeah. the courage to, to stand yeah. by your convictions. You guys, there was a terrible typo on that that made it, inscrutable to me so quit making fun of me it, sure. it does say chickophilia right chickophilia yeah. yeah i was like you what? gotta be chickophilic to eat a chick-fil-a <laughs> you gotta be a real chickophile if you use the boycott tactic you must be the morally right side and be willing to get destroyed in the fight um hmm. yeah i mean i don't want to have to use these tactics like this is not optimal for me uh but i will if i have to nick hmm. kramer because of a great show you're like yours i was able to ditch cable so here's your cut thank you nick. Oh, well thank you Appreciate that. Uh, Snarpsta, thank you for keeping me company every Sunday while I listen to you guys at work. I can't think of anything profound or insightful to ask, so I'll ask Matt this. What video game, if any, are you playing? Uh, so uh, I have recently played Call of Duty World War II to my heart's satisfaction. I've pretty much completed all the challenges. I haven't played a lot of Far Cry 5, and I need to do that because it's set in Montana, and that's very cool. Oh, is it really? Um, yeah, and there's a lot of stuff uh, on my hard drive that I just haven't played yet. So... I'm, I expect to play a little more games over the summer than I have been recently, but Far Cry 5 is going to be the next one on the list. Um, Jacob Mai says, it's only a matter of time before men start oiling their guns and begin lining the woods. Uh, hop along Cassidy 1950. Hopefully it won't come to this, but in principle, we're getting dangerous close. Dangerous. You, and you got to be prepared. You know, I'm sick of people being treated as gun nuts or whatever else. Or like, you're crazy if you buy, you know, um, emergency food supplies or things like that. 
Yeah, well, the likelihood is low, but you don't want to be caught unprepared if the unlikely Yeah, you're not going to think I'm crazy when you come over to my house and you're like, give me some of your dried food. And I'm like, Whatever, out. you're going to be so jealous of my bunker by the time you see it in a couple of months. I'm working Whatever. on it. We'll have yeah. our own bunker. Chicago Conservative, this isn't a finite game. It's an infinite one. Infinite games are lost when you concern yourself with the other players instead of the long-term goal. If you mm. give up your principles, you lose. Yeah, I mean, I'm not talking about giving up my principles. I'm talking about using leftist tactics to win the ultimate war. I would say that I have more focus on the infinite than the finite in, in this, in this hypothetical situation. I don't care about winning these little battles. I care about winning the culture war. There's kind of some weird, almost paradoxical nuance to it. Cause it's like, you want to do something wrong to somebody to teach them that it's wrong. Like they're yeah. doing something wrong to you. You want to do it wrong back to them to say, see, doesn't this suck? Now you won't do it anymore. Cause now you understand. Yeah, I mean, it's a, standing by your principles and never giving these people a taste of their own medicine, never fighting the way that they fight, which is dirty. How are they ever going to learn? People act like the free market is just going to sort everything out. That would work when we live when you live in a more balanced society. Let us dream that we can appeal to their reason and their common sense right. and give them a, a better vision of the we're world. We're bestowing yeah. and projecting our own reason and our own common sense on people that have no respect for us and do not embody any of our virtues. It is tough when they come to the table with the presumption that you are immoral and evil exactly. by virtue of your beliefs. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough spot, spot to start from. I, I grant that. I mean, we're, I can avoid all this and we should just balkanize and then we can just live in separate countries. I don't give a shit. We should do that. Well, maybe a great earthquake will break California off anyway and we can solve it that way. <laughs> yeah, really. But what about Seattle? Uh, Kent <laughs> Pittsburgh says, the right needs this narrative. Being offended doesn't exist to social construct. Love to see the, uh, the left do mental gymnastics explaining being offended is not a social construct, but gender is. Interesting. Um, yeah, there, there are objective standards to being offended. That is an interesting point, which is just a premise I don't grant, which is why all those articles are so silly to me. Like there are standards to grade offensive levels that every that are objective somehow. No, they're not. It's just your yeah. feelings. You're entitled to your feelings, but don't take a pitchfork and enforce your feelings on me. That's the difference. Exactly. Uh, Bob Smith, yeah. long week and I'm all out of funny. Blonde, you look great. And Matt, you know how I feel about your shitty style. Get a life. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I get a life, I have to stop doing this show. Um, yeah, really. Josh Hahn, part one. Thanks, man. Mobs are just a weapon like a gun, but they are the nuke of the culture war. The only way the left stops mm. using them is if we can achieve some sort of equilibrium. The only way to do that is to make it so painful to use them that they will stop. And the way we do huh. that is by using them as well. I see an argument for that as well. I mean, this is a conversation Skag and I have all the time. It's not like either of us are really entrenched in our philosophies on what we're willing to do the, to win the culture war. Like, this is an ongoing discussion. Um, you know. We need uh, we need common sense mob control by the by his metaphor. Yeah, I mean I don't want to background do checks for <laughs> yeah. mobs. Uh, Charlene says do pushups on stream right now, Matt. Don't don't. I've actually done this before, but I yeah. I, he did. You'll, ha you'll have to take that. my word for it. They're, if they're anybody can done. find that stream, we'll send it to you, Charlene. But it did happen. It might have been a college. I know it's happened before. I know it definitely. Hopefully has. not. I, you know, you sure. know who made me do it? I think was um was was asked for Matt Stevens Matt. I'm oh sure yeah. Made me do it once. You did it for a dude, but you won't do you, it for a chick. Just I'm sorry. I'm so, I just I have to. I, I'm wary of the precedent of. Here's money. Do an action. I'm wary yeah. of, of where that's going to lead. We yeah. But I appreciate. We might appreciate turn into sport. dancing monkeys. Mm -hmm. um, which is only not racist because we're white. Uh, Redica says, was the arrest legal? Yes. Was the questioning reasonable? Yes. Was the cop an asshole with a belligerent suspect? Yes. Was he a <laughs> member of the Thought Patrol? Also, yes. 
Sure. Uh, Jordan Zero, I can perfectly sum up the problem with that arrest video. New Jersey. New Jersey cops mm. always seem to be on some type of power trip, and the New Jersey girls are the worst. That border is where I want Trump to build a wall. Come at me, Jersey. Fair compromise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe there'll be some leftover construction material after the southern border is complete. Yep. Um, big donation from Maria Jameson. Chicago law is the same, and everybody knows it. If a cop catches you, you fess up, empty your liquor in the sand, and take your lumps. Cops are more lenient when you acknowledge the law. Sure. That sounds that sounds right to me. I've not experienced this before, but I bet that's the case. Uh, Joseph Kulisics, um, American politics are too gung-ho and physical. Look at the shootings that you've covered and search for cops shooting dogs. How about the nurse in Salt Lake City? The police could have waited yeah. her out. Um, yeah, I yeah. do remember that one. That was really bad, yeah. Yeah. We've had some bad police shootings, and the the cop shooting dogs thing is also pretty bad. Cop shooting dog? I can't remember that. Oh, I've seen a few really bad ones. It just there happens was one really bad one in Columbia, Missouri. They shot a pit bull that was um, in a closed crate. They like walked mm. into his house and just like filled this dog that was. It was crated. locked up. It was locked up. Wow. Um, they were really outraged about that. Tiger Fart says, "Great show, guys." Uh, Alexander Tot, no note, thank you. Ashar. It's your boy, Sharigan. Second week, super chatting. The weapon in your pick is a trebuchet, common fodder for an included diseased cattle as well as rocks, et cetera. Ah, but yeah, it's a Python reference. We're stupid, guys. There you go. Big donation from Blade Hill. And he says, notice me, senpai. Yet which one is the senpai? Probably Matt. be cooperative with that. But thank you for supporting the show. You are hereby noticed. We noticed you, Blade. Yeah. Um, Alec Urban. B doesn't have blonde disease. She has kids. She's just a feckless guy. <laughs> sure. I couldn't believe she had kids. I, when I heard that, I was like, "What?" Is she still married? Do we know that? I don't know. I can't. Who signed? Huh. Who would sign up for that? I could. I could Google while you keep going. Um, Cuddy says so. Assisted suicide is totally okay, but trying new treatments is dangerous. That's a very good point. Uh, Maddington, my mom passed away in 2016 of cancer, and believe me, she would have tried anything to survive to see her grandkids sure. grow up. Yeah. Congress passing this and Trump signing him it makes me cry tears of joy. That's very well, good. And I'm, I, I, yeah. I'm sorry to hear about your mom, and I, I hope it works out for, for future cases like that. Sarge, I hate to follow up something so somber with this. And by the way, she looks like she is married. Uh, what believe. does the dude look like? His name is Jason Jones. Uh, is he uh, Yeah, I mean, he looks, he looks like a good-looking guy. I um, think you'd approve. Uh, that just hmm. shows how unfortunate the dating market is for men. That's, that's crazy. Uh, Sergeant Seal Clubber. <laughs> Making your 1099 sting a little more for all the people that think North Korea is a threat. The second they get the ability to strike the U.S. with a missile, if <sighs> ever, is the day North Korea ceases to exist. Oh, boy. Another big donation. I hate from- to, sorry, I hate to interrupt and deflect, too, but this is going to kill you even more. Samantha Bee's older than this guy. Oh, She's 48. He's point? 44. What is this dude's problem? I don't know. And now he's locked in because they, they got, got three kids, kids together, though. And to be oh. fair, they were married in 2001, so they've been married she would have been like 30 when they got married and he would have been like 26 roughly that range oh my god hmm. what self-respecting man would marry a, a considerably older woman this guy he must be some kind of cuck yeah <laughs> um maria jameson another big donation thank you there's an actual video of obama discussing the jobs report before release check it out no surprise there. oh so of, of him insider trading it's and, unprecedented and as yeah. bad as any kind of insider trade we lock people up for this yeah patrick was haven't had a chance to donate recently so here's some extra for the critical darker web a duo of a nazi and a mean mad white man oh well thanks <laughs> yeah that thank you for that reference to jordan peterson's debate too you still got to check that out mean man white man copyright uh, michael eric dyson i am a fago <laughs> I- yama yama fago yeah. <laughs> 
Matt, you need to debate Kyle Kuklinski about gun control, minimum wage, and healthcare. It would be a debate for the ages. I'd talk to him. I don't know that I'm the most qualified on some of the economic stuff. I'd talk to him about guns for sure if he wanted to. Not that I, at least I'd feel more comfortable in that realm than some of the others. But I, I'd, I'd talk to anybody. Same goes for Pac-Man too. I'd like to talk to Pac-Man. Um, Papa, longtime viewer, first time donator, uh, blonde, would you be interested in doing a video on Brandenburg versus Ohio? Not enough people understand free speech law in this country. Maybe I can put on the list. Yeah. Thank that's you that. the, uh, assignment um, case. Uh, let's, everybody should understand that case for sure. Uh, let's see. We have one, two, three, and then I need to reload. Um, Patrick says Chick-fil-A stopped funding that group, Matt. Stop funding what group? Did they actually cave to something? It was my understanding they, they yielded nothing, but maybe I, I don't remember this. It's been so well. long that I don't recall, but maybe they actually yielded something. I don't know. Um, okay, let's skip this one. Uh, Jay Edgar, no one's done it yet. So Matt and I once made love. I really filled <laughs> his bunker if you know what I <sighs> I thought we were going to get through a whole <laughs> evening with this. Thank you, Jay Edgar. You're just too gay. People can't resist. Yeah. Uh, Charlene, Matt, you have no excuse not to do push-ups on stream again. Come on. I can't I can't set this precedent. It is a bad precedent. I just I that was I, the last one. I'm I'm sorry to disappoint. I just can't set this precedent of like doing actions on camera. We drew a line for our own dignity after we showed our feet one time. That's true. The feet <laughs> the feet the feet doctrine, the feet precedent. Yeah. So I'm sorry to disappoint. I do appreciate uh I do appreciate the support for the show. And um, that's that's the rule I'm going with. So we'll have to warn people in the future. Don't don't give money and try to force them to do actions because it's a dark, dark path. Anyway, <laughs> got anything good. else to say before we get out of here? Okay. Where's my outro music? I'm I'm it's I get, it's late. I gotta pee. It's the end of the show. There it is. Anyway, thank you uh, everybody for uh, for tuning in live. Uh, thank you to the chatters keeping us on track. Thank you to the super chatters keeping us afloat, supporting the show, buying us time, buying us independence. Appreciate all you guys very much. If you are listening later on YouTube or in an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, if you can't get enough of this show, for some reason, if you're one of those people that actually wants to listen to more, there is more material, including uh, the weekly call-in show, uh, as well as interviews and extra stuff you won't find on YouTube. Uh, You can find that on our audio platforms. Check those out. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked conveniently in the description for you. And you can always email us. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday because if it is Sunday... It is not Meet the Press. I'm sorry, Chuck Todd, you sleepy-eyed son of a bitch. It is Beauty and the Beta. See you then. Bye, guys.